Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Previously on Lonely Boys. Are you ready for your present? Ow! If you want to play rough, all you have to do is ask. You nauseate me. All this talk about how you have to be with Nate or the world will end. Face it, it's over. You sound like a jealous boyfriend. Yeah, right. You wish. No, you wish. Please, you forget who you're talking to. So, do you... do you... like me? Um, uh, define, uh, like. Oh. Ah, you've got to be kidding. I do not believe this. How do you think I feel? I haven't slept. I feel sick. Like there's something in my stomach. Uh, like, fluttering. Butterflies? Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 This is not happening. Believe me, Noah's more surprised or ashamed than I am. Chuck, you know that I adore all of God's creatures and the metaphors that they inspire, but those butterflies have got to be murdered. Fine. You know, it wasn't that great anyway. Thanks! Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to the Lonely Boys Podcast. We are here to break down Season 1, Episode 9 of Gossip Girl, Blair Waldorf Must Pie. My name is Matt. I am one of the titular Lonely Boys, but of course, I am not here by myself. I am here with my favorite dangerous and troubled blonde, Brendan Ruppel. How are you today, Brendan? <laughs> that works. I am, a, I am a dangerous, dirty blonde. I, think um, I, I really nailed the intro that time. I think we can... Yeah, that was good. I should right. talk to you earlier, and uh, this is the best one you've ever done. Uh, well, hello. I am the Creepy Uncle of Podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Shout out to Cream Nation, everyone's favorite part of the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right. Thank you for keeping that short because we, it's not just us today. We also have our very first Lonely Boys guest. Um, it is someone that is, who is a dear, a dear, dear friend of mine, a best friend even, someone who I know you're oh. also a big fan of, and the person who named this very podcast. So welcome to the podcast. Kirsten McKinnis. Kirsten, how are you? I Okay, I'm so excited to be here. I'm so honored to be the first guest. I know that, like, in an alternate universe, we would already be in, like, season three of Gossip Girl covering <laughs> it together. But, like, I think both of us are, are betas, basically. And so neither of <laughs> us were ever going to post a podcast. Wait, so this this makes me the the alpha of the podcast somehow? Well, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, wow. in, a, in a guest spot, I can be an alpha. But like okay, okay. in a recurring podcast, that's not for me. So 
Uh, I'm really glad to be here. I'm excited that you're not so angry at me that you allowed me to come back and talk about Gossip Girl. I'm honored that you took the name that I chose for this podcast. And I'm just excited to be here. It tested well with the focus groups. It's a great name. Wait, who else was in the focus group other than that one group chat? I think it was just, it was the group chat. And then I also asked Brendan and he liked it too. So Okay, perfect. Yeah, we're we're trying to build a a, a boys media empire. So Um, the name worked. Yeah, so I mean, I yes. think you're well, both better see, off. Well, I'm really good. I'm really good at naming podcasts. It's just like when I named um, BoJack Horse Pod, which is a an great name. instantly iconic podcast name, and I don't want to hear any other opinions about it. M- much better yeah. than Podcast Horsemen or whatever. Yeah, yeah fuck no. those guys. That, that sounds stupid. Wait, I can <laughs> swear that, that, here, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, that, yes. just that one word. <laughs> fuck those guys. Uh, but no, no matter how mediocre your podcast becomes, like as, as long as the name is great, People will think it's great. So that's all you need. That's what I say. Brendan, you how excited it. are you that Kirsten's here? I'm excited. I mean, she doesn't know how many hours of, of like her voice I've heard, which is very strange to meet a person that you've heard yes. lots from before. This Kir- is, Kirsten, uh, you, might yeah. not, you might not know this, but when it comes to RHAP, the only podcast that Brendan <laughs> listens to is Renap. So okay. I mean, I mean, so you heard there's a bunch not many of, of those. Okay. I, I know there's only, there's a few people like me, but I'm I'm one of the very the very very few. Well, and I've been on that one ten times and still no hat. So. No, is there is there another I forget is there another uh, like reward for a ten timers club? You would think that there would be a reward, but Akiva's actually grounded because he's been so rude to Lindsay Wilson, the host of my Bojack Horseman podcast with me. <laughs> uh, that like yes, they finally put the Olsen twins on the wheel, but like they don't deserve to talk to her, and so I'm gonna have to convince her to not talk wow. to them. I'm, st- I'm still ten episodes behind, but okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> sorry to spoil you, wow. but they finally uh, put the Olsen twins on the wheel. And okay. Akiba well, was well, like, oh, but what if we did it like this? And I'm like, that's, well, that's, that's, what he's that's Lindsay's for doing. pitch from 2021 yeah. January. So screw you, Akiba. Uh-huh. Akiba's annoying, and we all know <laughs> I will not hesitate to boycott, boycott R-A-A-N-A-P. Yeah, he's grounded, just so you know. He's done it before. All right. You did it right before your appearance, Kagan, on there, actually. Of course I did. I've boycotted Renat many times. <laughs> There's many reasons to punish Robin Akiva. I understand completely, and I'm um, with you. So I guess before we get into the episode, uh, yes. Kirsten, I, I'd love to just hear your Gossip Girl story, just why you started watching, when you started watching, and uh, if you're ups- as obsessed with this show as I am. Okay, so... I started watching Gossip Girl probably shortly before season two aired. I got the DVD as a gift of season one and I watched it many times and became and like, okay, I keep getting these Facebook memories and they're just me being like, <laughs> OMG Gossip Girl. <laughs> and I don't know what they're about. I like it's something in season two of Gossip Girl. And I just became obsessed, watched all of it. Uh, fell off a little bit when I started university and then forced my boyfriend at the time to watch all of it with me. Uh, so, move. yes. Big fan mm-hmm. of Gossip Girl. I was just Kate. So, I was on <laughs> Insider Info for the people listening. I was late to this podcast recording because I was on a hot tub <laughs> boat. So, it's Healing a boat. Back. So, it's a, a boat. Peek that- behind the curtain. <laughs> It's a boat that is a hot tub, so it's a boat full of water that's also on fire, and you're just in the ocean, like... It's a fire, too. I don't think I heard that part. Yeah, so the water is heated by a fire 
on the boat. So, like, in theory, a boat full of water, not safe. A boat on fire, not safe. But you book this one on purpose. It's full of water and it's on fire. (laughs) And so I was talking to one of the people in the hot tub boat, and they were like, Gossip Girl is just to look at the designer clothes and uh, enjoy that. And I was like, no, there's so much more than that. How dare you? There is. Yes, There's- definitely not what I'm here for. Like, I'm, so far, I'm eight episodes in, and I'm not here for the the clothing. But I mean, sometimes, I mean, once in a while, it's an addition, but it's not really my favorite thing by any stretch. No, but the clothing is amazing. And in the pilot of Gossip Girl, Serena, when she gets up to go to school, she pulls on her like over the knee boots, and those are Chinese laundry boots. And I bought those boots because of Gossip Girl, <laughs> and I had them for years. I don't have them anymore. I think my old like family cat peed on them or something but like i had those suede boots because serena vanderwoodson had those suede boots should we put out lonely boys uh brand merch that are those same boots i don't think you need the boots but i think if you made a t-shirt that said lonely boys pod i would buy it um maybe we'll go boots first (laughs) i don't think you should go boots first. (laughs) all right well um well do you have any a favorite character or favorite characters or a least favorite character or characters okay so i'm a huge i have always been a serena vanderwoodson stan i have no ill will towards blair at all i love her too it's all the blondes all the blondes love serena they see her as one of them that's us Cause that's the thing. Like you end up like any friend you have, like any friend I have who's a brunette will post a picture that's like every brunette needs a blonde, like just like Blair. Every Blair needs a Serena. So like I've been pushed into the Serena role. So I'm just like, oh, I love her, and I love, uh, like I, I just love her. You know, like mm. I've been following um, Blake Lively's career from the Sisterhood of the Traveling yes. Pants. You know, like. I just connect with her, but I love Blair too. I uh, hate Dan, <laughs> wow. and you I just think hate, my you hate Penn Badgley in general. You have it out. No, I I do not have any problem with Penn Badgley. I you hate Dan do... Humphrey. You hate Joe Goldberg, and I think that those two characters are very similar in that they're <laughs> sociopaths. Uh, <laughs> Dude, did you hate him this early on in the series? Do you remember? I j- okay. Any man with a buzz cut is like you've got it. It's an uphill battle for me. Well, yeah, he <laughs> he he he. he it, his, he's talking very talking to dependent. a man with a buzz cut right now. He's very hair <laughs> talking dependent. Yeah, Kagan. honestly. Yeah, but Maddie <laughs> is harsh? like one of my favorite people that I know. Maddie could do anything okay. with his hair. He overcame and I would the be buzz like, cut. I love you. It's fine. Okay. But you, like you said, you weren't alpha enough. It's a real alpha move to come on this podcast and just be like, buzz cuts suck as you're looking at my buzz cut. Yeah, I'm not even on video. Like, it's not directed at me. Wait, do you both have buzz cuts? No, 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 I don't. I don't. He would never. Okay. Okay, I'm getting good. very I'm also a, I'm a blonde need... Serena as well. No, no, no. But Maddie, what you need to understand is that I love you so much. It doesn't matter what hair you have. I would never judge you. But at the time that I was watching Gossip Girl... <laughs> Penn Badgley's hair was a barrier that he had to overcome, and he uh-huh. he didn't really. But he doesn't have the buzz cut all the time. Yeah, but like I don't know. There's just it took a long time for me to admit that Penn Badgley is hot. Okay. It still sounds like you're insulting the the buzz cut on Gagan, even though you're trying not to. <laughs> How dare you? you? Can shut up. If you think I would ever insult anything about Maddie Fresh, then okay, you just right. don't understand me at all because he's we one will... of my favorite people in the world. Oh wow! And you are one of my favorite people as well. We'll figure out what to do with my hair after the podcast. But I mean, but the thing is, is like, 
a buzz cut works for you. It doesn't work for like ninety nine percent of people. Like it works you. for there you. You're allowed. Thank but like you. anyone else, I'd be like, ugh, gross. A buzz cut. But oh, Maddie boy. Fresh, I'm like, oh, he's right. he looks so good. I'll take hey, it. Good save. I, I just wanted save. a compliment for you. That's what I was, I was angling for. Um, you don't have to angle so for me to compliment Matt. You love Serena. You hate Dan. I'm pretty much the opposite. I love Dan. I hate Serena. But I love. Yeah, both but that's of them just because you love you hate her. Blair so much. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I love, in the first season, I was all about the Humphreys and Serena. So we haven't gotten to, without oh, spoiling no. anything, we and haven't I, gotten to I agree with that. I don't I like think Serena if I so went, much. If I went back to, like, 2006, 2007, like, when Gossip Girl was first coming out, I think that that was a very conventional take to be like, oh, yeah, the Humphreys and Serena, like, we love mm-hmm. them. And then uh, to oh, move boy. past that, it just depends on how the show moves, which I obviously okay. yeah. can't spoil. It might spoil. be downhill from here for me. Okay. Yeah, I think we we'll have see. both Serena and Dan at their most charming here in season one. Um, yeah, now, but in this episode, would you say at their at Dan's most charming? No, he's no, normal. He's fine. Yeah, it's it's not a big episode for Dan, so I wouldn't say he's at his most charming. I feel Serena, like he comes across Serena as was a kinda, real uh, idiot in this episode. Well, <laughs> well, she was charming though. Everyone was really charmed by how drunk she was the whole episode. <laughs> yes, everyone, everyone loves, loves drunk Serena. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to be her. <laughs> um, when when I. When we dropped this podcast, when we released it, uh, to yes. critical acclaim, I think, right away, pretty much, everyone started Instantly. texting saying, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. Thank you so right. much. We've been waiting Mostly for Mostly people said it was well-named. And Kirsten was the first one to claim an episode. She texted me. She said, this is great. I'm coming on for Thanksgiving. What, that's right. What about this episode made you want it so badly that you had to claim it right away? Okay. So one of the things that's... A- incredible about season one of Gossip Girl is all of the flashbacks and this is like one of the most flashback heavy episodes right so you get more context about how things were before Serena went to boarding school and all of the stuff with Nate and so I really love that this episode is uh flashback heavy um and I like that like they've been circling Blair's issues with food for a long time but I like that this one like Gives you more context for that and faces it a little Mm -hmm. bit more head on. And I like that this episode, like, I feel like this episode ends with a lot of honest conversations between the families, which is something that I don't relate to in my real life. So I really appreciate it in fiction. And so uh, this is one episode of Gossip Girl that will always stick in my head. And I'm like, I know that season one. I know I enjoy the episode. And so I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta shoot my shot so I can be on the Lonely Boys podcast. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree with everything you said. And when I'm looking back, like, I've seen this all the way through, I think, like, three times. But even yeah. now, like, when I'm thinking back, like, the episodes that stand out, it's always the Thanksgiving episodes. Josh Schwartz, mm-hmm. in general, does a great awkward holiday episode on his teen dramas. And with Gossip Girl specifically, the Thanksgiving episodes were always the standouts for me. And everything you said, the flashbacks, the families coming together, I just love this episode a lot. So uh, I guess let's get into it. Well, yeah, and just one more thing about American Thanksgiving is always the week of my birthday. So any, Mm -hmm. like, TV episode that faces, like, American Thanksgiving uh, always hits home for me as well. We Yeah, we always just pretend they're celebrating your birthday as opposed to... Yes, this is my birthday party. It's a Christmas birthday episode, yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, yeah, you know, this, this is going to be a long episode. We well, should. Yeah, I recently soon. got told yes. that a recap episode of a podcast should be under an hour, and I. <laughs> who told I, you, wait, who no. told you that? It was our very group chat, Kirsten. <laughs> and who I, said, uh, oh, well, they can shut up. I'll. Well, the episodes are forty minutes long by themselves. Like, I, I broke out into a. 
I broke out into a cold sweat looking at the run times of all of our podcasts saying they're <laughs> never the going to be under an hour. Okay. This one's going to be a two. In that group chat, okay, who's most likely to get in a fight? Me. And who's most likely to win a fight? Also me. I may not be yeah. from Long Island, but I will throw down. And everyone in that group chat should be afraid, okay? They can All right, so you heard up. that. If, if anyone complains about the runtime on this podcast, Kirsten will fight you and will, and yeah. will win. I'm and also, scrappy, being from Long Island okay? is not credential to be like a fighting type person. We, we're both from Long Island. Neither me or Gagan are going to be fighting anyone anytime soon. See, I heard Matt Lagorga used to like really fight people, so it just made me think oh, people boy. from Long Island fight. No, those are, those are the hockey players, the the, the hockey the oh. hockey crowd. See, I avoid the hockey crowd big time. That's like one of my rules on dating apps: is I see a hockey player and I say they're date rapists. That's, that's, a, that's a good rule. It's a good rule of thumb to go by. I do the same. Uh, that's all a right. Good so call. speaking of hockey. I have yes. no I have no oh segue. I have no okay. segue. But uh, so, all right. Gossip Girl Thanksgiving. <laughs> so when Dave hears that Serena and her family are spending Thanksgiving alone at the palace, he naively invites them to spend the holiday with his family, creating an uncomfortable situation for Rufus and Lily, whose children are unaware of their complicated romantic history. Um did you guys notice in this episode no Chuck and no Vanessa? Uh I noticed no Chuck. I think I was happy about no Vanessa. Yeah, I don't know where they were. I was certainly happy that there was no Vanessa. Um did you guys he miss didn't... Chuck at all? Who misses Chuck other than <laughs> Colin Stone? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's canon here that this is my—he's my favorite character, also. So I, I did miss him a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, true. that tells says more about you than anyone else, Brendan. Yeah. Um, well, I, th- I think before you even start listening to the show, like five minutes in, you can kind of tell like what my my personality is based on my <laughs> my self given name of podcast. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel like uh, this is like the point of the series where you're like. Why do we even know Vanessa? Like she can go. Yeah. They because they Honestly. don't utilize her as a character at all. She's just surprised. Dan has a new friend or an old friend that he hasn't talked yeah, to in a like, year, and oh, now she's here. Dan has a friend who knew. Um. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. The title of this episode: Blair Waldorf Must Pie. Do you know the title reference, Brendan? I do, but I just I don't know what the actual movie title is. Like I know it's like a movie from that era. It's like some other. Isn't it? It's like a some somebody must die. But also, not, I, I hate how these these movie titles, like the the titles of this episode, never actually have anything to do with. I am so embarrassed themselves. on Brendan's behalf yeah, there that he doesn't know there's a, there's a, about John Tucker must die. Like how yes, dare there you? Go. I yeah. knew Kirsten would know it. Starring Tim Badgley himself, not in the star oh, really? role, but he's in the movie. Not starring. Not to, he's he's not 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 the main character, but he's in the movie. That is true. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, um, never seen it, heard of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm never, sorry, Brendan. Wait, you've never heard of John Tucker Must Die? No, never seen it, but I have heard of it. I am. Uh, I'm not. Giving I don't you, plan on watching. I'm it not either. giving you credit for that one, Brendan. I'm well, sorry. You're no, wait, no, you're yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. Don't you? I thought you had a wife. You should watch it with her and make her happy. <laughs> All right, I'll try. Fine, fine, fine. You convinced me. Um, but yeah, so I feel like uh, Serena when she acts drunk is just like she can't walk straight. But not like her voice is fine, her face is fine, everything's yeah. fine. She has her classic messy hair, but she literally is just like she can't walk quite straight. Still, and still, her messy hair is still like a beautiful blonde head of hair. But yes, just everything else is fine. Just a little, little loose in her feet. Um. It's all right. Normal. Well, 
I'll, I'll take it. Um, so Serena's trying to convince Blair to have a good time and take some shots. Uh, Blair, Blair's going to find go find Serena's purse, makes the classic mistake of leaving your wasted friends by themselves. Don't know why people in TV shows are always doing this. You should, should never do this. And uh, the small island of Manhattan strikes again because Dan just happens to be walking by to see Serena almost get hit by several cars. But probably far more likely that Dan was actually just stalking Serena all day and then just happened to yeah, see definitely. that she's going to get hit by cars. That, that seems more likely when it comes to Dan here. Um, Classic he, he lives in Brooklyn. Why, why is he getting a pie all the way in Manhattan? <laughs> who who knows? <laughs> yeah, I, he's gonna take the pie on the subway for like forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah, he was gonna take a pie on the subway. That's what you do. But, <laughs> but there's so many pies in Brooklyn. I'm sure there's a lot of pies. It, it ends up. I not... feel like there's probably like artisan bakeries he could have gone to. Absolutely, you think so? Um, it ends. But up... in twenty like two thousand seven, <laughs> maybe not. It's true. Fair, fair. It ends up not mattering because he sacrifices his pie for the well-being of Serena, like the true gentleman that he is. And uh, no, ew! <laughs> <laughs> Thank God Kirsten's here to keep me in check. Uh, <laughs> Bro. Uh, so Bla- Blair's he's se- like fourteen. <laughs> Blair, <laughs> yes, Blair sees Serena and Dan hitting it off. Gets super jealous. Rushes over to take her away. Uh, Serena's gonna say bye to Dave, and uh, apparently Dan and Serena have met and talked to each other before. How about that, Kirsten? I mean, they go to the same I mean, school, yes. so it it does actually make sense that they've met before. They've probably been in classes. This is big time, like, Dan turning to Chuck and being like, I know you. Like, we're in <laughs> class together, My name uh, is which Dan is Humphrey. a recurring bit. <laughs> My favorite. Uh-huh. Um, it's so good every time. Uh, poor little uh, Cedric with his <laughs> Cabbage Patch doll. Uh, I can't wait. Till, um, I can't wait till we get to the Cedric cameo in this episode. Uh, it, I got to laugh out loud for it, me. It's for sure. truly yes. perfect. In present day, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. It's all good. Um, so in present day, Serena and Dan talking to each other on the phone. Serena, Serena is actually sober this time. Says that it'll be the first Thanksgiving in a while she act, that she actually remembers. What what a legend! Um, and Dan, obviously, we've all been there. Yeah, Dan obviously remembers the events of last year. So I are we surprised that he like never brought this up as like a fun anecdote on one of their dates? Like remember that time I you almost died and I saved you? See, I think he's waiting because I think that. Dan Humphrey even recognizes that it's creepy to remember this interaction for a year. Like, it's like people have crushes. People have crushes and it's totally normal. But it's weird to interact with your crush, remember it for a year, and then start (laughs) dating them and not bring it up. So he, like, can't bring it up because he'll seem too creepy. He almost gave it up, though. He he goes, uh, she's like, this might be the first Thanksgiving I remember. And he's like, yeah, I bet. Yeah. Like, on the phone. He's only talking to one person. She's going to hear that. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, I know you love to binge drink, Serena. I know. I saw you in the street that time. <laughs> um, so the Humphreys are making dinner. Rufus and Allison are, are just smitten with each other. Uh, it's, it's our first holiday back. Wanted to make sure it was special. And Dan Dan's going to bring them back down to reality. Says that uh, I think they call that guilt. So he hasn't been won over by Allison. Not, not yet. Anyway, yeah. Kirsten, what, how do you feel about Allison? This is the second episode she's been back now. I and K. I don't. She is blind. I just Keep was in mind. like, when I started watching this episode again, I was like, wait, why is she here? Like, I had f- totally forgotten about her. She is completely forgettable. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't understand why Rufus would be so obsessed with her because Me it's neither. like Ruf- Rufus is like. The gossip girl, like daddy, like on my Riverdale podcast, we talk about like the river daddies, and Rufus yeah, is yeah. like the daddy of right. all of this, and it's like, 
Why are you with Allison? Yeah, especially mm-hmm. when he has like Lily, who's like on a break with Bart right now and wants to like hang out with him. I don't. I feel like it's makes much more sense to be Team Lily here than Team Allison. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, of course, I'm definitely Team Lily too. Like, but it's just like the mother of your children thing, I guess, is what he's doing. I don't know. But I it's hate like her. Rufus is with Allison for spite, and like Allison <laughs> yes. has done nothing wrong, but I, still, I hate her. I mean, except for leave the family for a few months for like no reason, and then not come back until Jenny tracked her down, and right. also slept with the neighbor. I mean, I <laughs> think cla- that, neighbors. You know what? If a couple gets separated, yeah, you listen. That's yeah. fine. That's life, you know? That's what right. happens. Well, lo- Yeah, we just haven't seen enough of her to really care L- about yeah. her. Lucky for, for everyone, they're back together for whatever reason. And uh, Rufus Rufus says that if it means more turkey sandwiches, then so be it. So Rufus, in his mind, his wife leaving him for months is worth it just to get some more turkey sandwiches on Thanksgiving, which that's fine if if that's what you're about. Um, How do you two feel about turkey sandwiches? Well, uh, well, I'll let you go first. You have a different answer. Well, as to me. a as a f- famous vegan of the podcast, I don't eat. You can say tofurkey sandwiches. Even, well, I've, I've never had tofurkey, but even well, before my non meat eating days, um, I never liked turkey. So I, I I've never liked. I don't know yeah, how you guys like feel about did. Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving is probably my least favorite holidays, and I don't like many holidays. So, and the food is <laughs> Such a big corrupt. reason why I don't like turkey. I don't really like anything except for like mashed potatoes and salad so that's all i really had on thanksgiving so uh-huh. that's how i feel about it yeah that doesn't sound great uh if that was if those are my options that i wouldn't love the holiday either to be options I, I, I get it um turkey sandwiches in particular are not the best because like that sounds like the driest shittiest sandwich ever well i think I you're know. supposed to put like toppings on it and stuff yeah you um, definitely have to put like cranberry sauce on it and like stuffing and gravy just like but it's like a whole you put stuffing on the sandwich yeah i just put everything that that was left over on like a roll together and then it's not bad but um maddie i grew up eating the morningstar farms like turkey roll as like my thanksgiving and christmas meal so i don't know if it's good or not really but like you could try it it's morningstar farms you can get it in america i love morningstar all right i'll even as a meat eater i'll look into it morningstar fan um i've been that's what i've been eating all week is turkey sandwiches from my morning star turkey (laughs) um blair and serena in preparation for the podcast of course of course and it's canadian thanksgiving how dare you (laughs) okay that's true brendan you're very sorry you're you're very uncultured you did not know that uh canadian thanksgiving yeah i know took place recently um Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna forget about this anyway. They're uh they're also getting yes. ready. Blair Blair's clearly very happy that her dad's gonna be home. I love seeing Blair this happy and man, I sure hope nothing wipes that smile off her face this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for nothing to go wrong and her to enjoy this holiday with her family. Oh man, I can't wait. Uh Serena Serena feels like when she's this happy it's usually because of a boy. First asks about Nate, and then uh, you know, then she's gonna try to pry a little and ask what Chuck's doing, because remember we did just see uh Serena saw them hooking up at the mm-hmm. end of the last episode. So I, I like Serena's process here. She tries to As get Blair like to, to say, open- Blair got she- chucked. Yeah, yes, very good. Uh, I like Serena's process here. She tries to get Blair to open up and tell her about Chuck. She's like, just let you know, like, you can tell me about anything and I won't judge, but... As soon as Blair doesn't open up after that, we know that Serena has no time for the BS. So literally the second that doesn't work, she's just like, all right, I, I saw you with Chuck. And uh, Serena's very quick to go back on the no judging <laughs> as soon as she finds out that uh, Blair has slept with Chuck multiple times. So I guess Blair lost her no judging privileges by not being honest. 
And uh, Blair then Whoa, clinched. she slept with Chuck. Come she, on. Uh, sure. You have to judge that. <laughs> Uh, she yeah. she claims that she, she knows she just gets to, she gets very defensive. Yeah, she claims that she slept with Chuck out of revenge, and she says nothing hurts more than sleeping with the best friend, right? S. So oof. Um, Yikes! Uncalled for. Brendan, do you believe that? That is a deep cut. Yeah. So, do you believe that this was out of revenge? No, I, I think she was feeling the Chuckster man. I don't know. I don't. I think she is embarrassed by how much she liked it. Honestly. Yeah, it's pro- probably a good call. Um, yeah. It has been a couple of episodes, so we are due for another Blair Serena fight. So they're just they're just going to start fighting over this for yeah. It's been too good for too no long. No real reason. We just need to have an excuse for Serena to not go to uh, the Thanksgiving. So she's, it, she this causes Serena to tell Eleanor not to expect them for Thanksgiving. Uh, Blair pulls the old uh, "you can't fire me because I quit" and was like, "Well, you you're not invited anyway, so you're uninvited. Get out of here." <laughs> yes. And uh, then Eleanor's like. Okay, you guys are fighting again? All right, fine. So, uh, <laughs> Team Serena or Team Blair here? Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely Team Serena. Blair slept with Chuck. Come on. <laughs> Blair, yeah. Blair just gets so mean. You're speaking to two blondes as, here again. As soon as she knows that Serena knows, she just gets so mean to Serena for no reason. And <laughs> yeah, as much as I love Blair for this and think it's hilarious, I, I guess I'll also have to be Team Serena in this particular argument. Um. It is funny how Mrs. Waldorf takes it in stride. They're like, all right, uh, (laughs) I guess you're leaving. Okay, you guys are fighting again. Sounds good. Uh, The Vanderwoodsons are now walking down the block trying to figure out what to do for Thanksgiving. I am surprised Lily wasn't just like, "Uh, Serena, you're being an idiot. I'm not letting your silly fight, like, stop us from having Thanksgiving dinner. Because instead, they're just considering, like, Chinese food and pumpkins for dinner. (laughs) No, how are they going to eat the pumpkins? Like, what's the pumpkin preparation method? No, she clearly has not thought this out. And Eric reminds her that she doesn't even know how to cook. So, uh, luckily, (laughs) luckily, our hero, as we call him, Dan, has called Serena. And Serena tells Dan they're having duck and raw pumpkin for dinner. And Dan takes it upon himself to just (laughs) invite all the Vanderwoodsons to Brooklyn for Thanksgiving instead. And once again, surprise it. Lily just doesn't immediately shut it down and be like, we're not going to Brooklyn for Thanksgiving. But I I think that Lily... Uh, secretly wants to see Rufus here. A little excited. Yeah. I also just want to quickly say that there, were, there was a third thing that was going to be in the menu. It was going to be like some kind of weird hanging incense. <laughs> yeah, yes, it smells nice. Yeah. It's not... See, okay. And like, I haven't spent that much time in New York in my life, but I feel like taking the subway to Brooklyn is not that much work. I don't understand why this show makes it such a hardship. Yeah. <laughs> Lily is always the first one to shit on Brooklyn, but uh, not not this time. Yeah. I, honestly, I'm with them. It is, to me, it's it's extremely annoying. I wouldn't do it either. But, like, what? You get to Penn Station and then you just have to take a train? Like, it's not that hard. Coming from where they're coming from, I think it'll be a little more complicated than that. But we don't have to get into the <laughs> the subway on the show. We'll, that'll be for our other podcast. I think you should get into the subway. But, like, again, <laughs> it's not that hard. Like, I <laughs> okay. I truly we have feel like really I've taken bad transportation wild in subway America. rides in New York and been like, oh, this is fine. And then they're like, mm. What we're gonna just hop on the L train? No, uh, yeah, could never so many be. Transfers so much time spent waiting for other subways. It's just it's usually a disaster. The New York privilege. It is annoying, I will say, but I for for good Thanksgiving plans, I guess I'd I'd do it instead of just you know instead of eating the raw pumpkin. Instead of eating the raw pumpkin. Like who is the <laughs> raw pumpkin? Like an animal? I don't think she knows how to cook it. I think is their point. But how do you? But truly, who is eating cooked pumpkin? Other than in you, a pie. You, just, you gotta you cut it off, you de-seed it, you roast it. It's not that difficult. 
at your law. All right. Me. Well, we, we can, we can <laughs> figure out the logistics of this another time. Uh, we get another flashback <laughs> to uh, drunk Serena spending Thanksgiving at the Waldorf. So we see Blair's dad for the first time, I believe. And uh, Blair Blair tells her mom she isn't really hungry for the for the cana- canapes or I don't know what they call them canapes <laughs> Ca- okay. canapes yeah because she had fifteen of them earlier and we we see her parents whispering about this Eleanor clearly concerned uh, it seems like Eleanor knows that Blair has had problems with food which makes it even more fucked up how she treats Blair in the earlier episodes. Yeah, yeah, like in okay. what episode three when she's like, "Oh, I lost two pounds, mom. Like it's fine," but it's like, yeah. I oh, guess right, eating right, right. disorders are just normal. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> hard hard to really uh, see where Eleanor is coming from here. Uh, but she she mentions that Ramon the model also coming for Thanksgiving. Harold is clearly excited about this, <laughs> and uh, then then Nate arrives. Literally, everyone just loves Nate and is so excited to yeah, see. Yeah, I've never seen Nate, Nate happy before. I, literally, it's so sad seeing Nate like is at his to- the top of his game a year ago. Everyone loves him, and then whenever we flash back <laughs> to present day and we see Nate, he is so miserable. His life is just shambles. Sucks. Yeah. Well, like, um, what was Chase Crawford super famous for at this time? This was before What to Expect When You're Expecting, right? Probably. I, I'm assuming he wasn't super well known for anything besides Gossip Girl. Well, and his I've never seen him in anything besides this. Um. Yeah, I don't know. But he graciously agrees to take care of a of a drunk Serena while Blair hangs out with her dad. Of course and, he would. Uh, yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, naturally. Uh, yeah, they this really is an insane think... request, too, by the way. <laughs> they really make you think that something's going to happen with them at first. Uh, but nothing nothing ever does. We, it, it, everything is just happy. In well, the, in see, the and that's the thing is I feel like it's really setting the stage to be like, this was part of why Serena and Nate ended up being a thing that caused problems. Where it's like... yeah. There, there was always like yeah. a spark there. If I feel like it's set up to be like, oh, that actually makes sense. Definitely, yeah. like, they, they didn't go all the way with it this episode because that's not what that was about today. But they're giving, mm-hmm. they're setting the, the brickwork for this. Yes. Yeah. So in present day, Blair notices that her dad has not arrived yet, and Eleanor just nonchalantly tells her that uh, he isn't coming. He's decided to stay in Paris, and ah oh, man, we didn't waste any time. Blair, Blair crushed already, and at, at this point. Uh, were you just, I, cause at this point I would just be pissed at Harold without knowing the first story, the full story already. Um, Brendan, were you, were you about ready to, uh, to beat the shit out of Blair's dad here for canceling on her? I don't know. I, th- I think we've just had such a, a bad time with Eleanor here that you kind of know just like anything bad going on in Blair's life is probably stemming from her mother. So I would, I would, I would go immediately for mom. <laughs> Brendan says so you- blame women. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the caption for the episode. Um, great, great. One great. sentence. Because I feel like at this point in the episode, it's just confusing, and you're like, "Well, why exactly. wouldn't he come?" And so then you're fully yeah, on Blair's side of like right. being upset. Like, why won't he come? Like, I want to see my dad, and it's just sad. Yeah. So we we don't know the full story here. So right now we're just confused as to what's going on. Um, over at the Vanderwoodsons, Lily Lily's playing sick, so she doesn't have to slum it in Brooklyn. But her, I love how she just fakes sick. <laughs> Yeah, her room service comes a little too early. Like, first of all, Lily was like out and about earlier, and then what? She was just like, eh, eh, I'm uh, sick, guys, uh, I don't think I can make it to I'm Thanksgiving. But, uh, well, and her- what? She had to order her room service before her <laughs> yeah. kids left. Like, this is exactly. sloppy. Like, she wanted I, yeah, a reason I know. to I go to Brooklyn. 
Yeah. Obviously, she wants to get caught because as soon as he comes <laughs> in, she doesn't even try to save herself. She just goes, oh, you're early. Okay, I lied. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I lied. Yeah. I lied. You caught me. <laughs> like, I'm not stupid. She wanted oh, to no, Brooklyn. you're here. She wanted, okay. get, she, she wanted to get caught. I'm not dumb. <laughs> and Dan, Dan must be in a good mood today because even he is being overly nice to Lily when he comes. He's forcing her to come to Thanksgiving. He's adult napping her, as he says, which, yeah, uh, which she hates. Which it's very weird. You could take as a fun joke, but coming from Penn Badgley, I'm sure Kirsten take it as... <laughs> it was not weird. Very, it was not weird. Isn't, this isn't you. Like, it's different. <laughs> um, even Lily is just like, okay, fine. Just stop talking. I'll come. Yeah, she, like, she hates him just, so much. Just, Dan, just shut the fuck like, up and I'll come. Please <laughs> shut up and I will go to whatever you tell me I have to go to. Those, those Humphrey boys really are persistent. Yeah. All parents besides his own hate when Dan talks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and do his parents like it when he talks really? <laughs> Maybe not. Like, well, right. Come on. So Lily leaves a voicemail to let Rufus know she's coming over, not to spill the beans that they dated. And it's but, like, uh, hey, our kids don't know. Yeah. Uh, she's she's very clearly delighted that she's going to get to see him soon. Like, that, that much is clear. Well, because they've been um, wheeling. Like, even in present day, like, they've still been yes. in each other's orbit. Yeah, they've been they've been hanging out at the art gallery recently. Yeah, laying on backs together, thing, which is why why I'm mad at Rufus for uh, taking back Allison so easily. But um, we we have Blair venting to Dorota here about how her dad just canceled on her, and uh, we re- we have the first time that Dorota's like a part of any story in this episode. It's only for this scene here, but she she clearly on Team Blair here because she's gonna tell Blair to call her dad and get the real story. And uh, so, what's well, Brendan's opinion of Dorota? Yes. Brendan, do you have an opinion of Dorota left? I still yeah, do not. This, I, I didn't like realize her, this was her again. This is the third time I, she's been on screen for me, I think, and I didn't realize it was her until you said that. Yeah, I think this now. is only her second line of the entire show so far. But Kirsten, okay. how do you feel about Dorota? So Dorota is perfect. She's an angel. She's everything. Yep. She's the mother yep. that you would want to have, the sister that you deserve. Like, she's everything. And Absolutely. anyone who doesn't have the utmost respect for Dorota uh, is uninvited from Thanksgiving with me. Yes. And we see... <laughs> I don't know how... I don't know how Dorota knew the full story. I guess maybe she was doing some spying on her own. But we see Dorota for the first time, kind of in Blair's corner, and uh, she's gonna she's gonna tell Blair to uh, get the full story. Very so ominously, Dorota is <laughs> sneaky Dorota. in the story. best way. Yeah, she was also giving Eleanor like death glares earlier, in the, early in the episode. It was again. I'm going back to my strange directing takes. It was. It was the whole thing was very. I, the episode really rubbed me the wrong way. Overall, um, so, you just so, don't get it. Yet. But I, <laughs> speaking of things that guess, rubbed me know. the wrong way, this awkward Thanksgiving at the Archibalds we'll were just. They they have also been on it. Yeah, they've also been uninvited to the Waldorfs. Uh, they're all dressed up in suits, even though it's only the three of them, which is oh my god, very strange to me. I would literally run away if I were Nate, and that's before this like ridiculous conversation breaks out I, if i were him just sitting there just the three of us like them being weird and awkward and us all wearing suits i'd be like okay i think i'm gonna try to find something else to do i mean how many guy. times have you seen nate in a situation and you're like yeah any rational human would run away from this and he's like never yeah. mind gotta go back he's trying yeah. he's trying so hard to love his family for he loves his family too much for, too much for my taste too much. Uh, they, their family is in shambles right now uh, Nate, Nate's going to let his mom have it, though. He's like, Mom, stop. You were all for acting like nothing was wrong until it landed on you. So I, look, but look, why is he on his mom's side? He's not on his mom's side. He's. I feel like he was like letting her have it here, being like, Mom, yeah. like, shut up. 
I think he's giving oh, her the biz. Yes. So, sorry, I meant to say, why is he on his dad's side? Because it's oh. not like his dad is great, but I just right. uh, got confused. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. He should be on no one's side, but I guess for right. uh, like for a dummy like Nate, he kind of sees things in black and white, so he feels like if mom's yeah. wrong, dad must be right, so I need to pick someone's uh, yeah. side. So I think he pities just... his dad a little bit, too. He feels bad. Like, yeah. oh, like my dad's um, addicted right now. Yeah, yeah he, needs, he needs help, but he's not admitting it. My mom's not making the situation worse. So, again, blame women. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I am disavowing all of this. I do not want my name attached to this. Uh, <laughs> Maddie Fresh uh, famously believes women. Yes, famously even. Famously. Nate, Nate actually uh, does get up and leave. I truly cannot blame him. But uh, we touched on a little. Kirsten, how much do you hate Nate's parents? They're horrible. Literally the like, worst parents in the show, and that's saying something. They never get like a redeeming moment. <laughs> Like everyone no, else, you well, get like, meant- oh, a flashback of why maybe they act this way. But Nate's family, I feel like we never truly get a moment that's like, oh, yeah, this is why they're like this. Like, no, they're related to the Vanderbilts. They're just rich. That's all we know about them. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, even when we see them in the flashback in this episode, it's like the same thing. They're just like terrible. Like it's it's not it, good. I think it, it, yeah, it goes to say like my biggest laugh of the entire episode is when... <laughs> The captain OD'd and landed on the floor. That was by far the biggest chuckle I had. <laughs> yeah. A huge laugh. How dare oh you? Oh my god. <laughs> that was drama, Brendan. It was the most insane thing. Like this episode at that point the episode was just getting out of control for me. It was, it was just a big laugh. I gotta tell you that it is not comedic when someone overdoses. <laughs> like, like, it, it was it was so cartoonish. T- He's trying to die, and Brendan's like, tee hee hee. That's so funny. <laughs> well, um, so we flash back to last year again, and um, to Dan coming home to seeing his mom cooking. They're all still a happy family at this point. Uh, Dan's telling his mom and Jenny about the girl he saved, and even a year ago, Jenny knows that this is the blonde that he's been stalking. And uh, Dan, not the best stalker, I guess, because, I mean, I guess ideally you'd want as little people to know, but it seems like his whole family just knows about it. he has his stalking problem. Like, it's like, aw, Dan's <laughs> yeah, following yeah. a girl. Aw, <laughs> Dan's a stalker. <laughs> it's like, whoa, wait, that's not okay. You can't just follow women around. Yeah, not not the best look, but... Dan I, I, can. No one's telling him that he's wrong. His family is, his family's all for it. Um, he's, he's lamenting over the fact that he likes girls that get drunk and almost die. And his mom's just like, oh, you know, your dad loved the troubled and dangerous blonde girls too. And so Dan says, you were dangerous? And she's like, no, no, no. Who said I was talking about me? Everyone is so obsessed with these Vanderwoodsons. Like, even last year, Allison just couldn't stop referring to Lily Vanderwoodson. Well, okay. And it's very weird, I feel like, uh, for your parents to tell you, like, gossip about your other parent yes. when they're still together. <laughs> like, at this point in time, they're Allison and Rufus are still together. Yes. So Right. They haven't had wh- issues yet. Like, why is she being like, oh, yeah, except that one blonde Lily? Exactly. She's like, let me right. tell you, Rufus also had a thing for these blonde girls. Yeah. Let me tell you your about dad his loved ex. the woman a lot more than me. Let me tell you all about her. <laughs> like, did did your parents ever tell you about like exes they had or like their background story with their spouse that like birthed you? Stop it! No, get get out of here. <laughs> I'm not talking. I, I've had I've had a little bit of that. I'm hardly I'm hardly talking to my parents at all, let alone about these. Oh my god! Because <laughs> like the only thing I know about my parents before they were married is it's like 
my dad was like really rude to my mom when the first time they met and she was not interested but they had mutual friends so he kept being like oh is Vanessa gonna be there and like showing up to social situations where she would be until they fell in love so like he oh, was wow. kind of a stalker he fit so, in well with the Humphreys like honestly is my would dad I, a Humphrey maybe it could be Kirsten Humphrey <laughs> Ew. <laughs> the, the one story I have like that about my dad is that he tried to go on a date with friend of the podcast, Molly's aunt, and then she was taken, and I think engaged, and he's like, oh, well, do you have any friends? And then that friend was uh, my mom. Well, well. And now you exist. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. So thanks, Molly, for your aunt being <laughs> unavailable. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd you'd not be alive right now. And then I was conceived in Utah, but we can move on. Okay, great great to know. Um, present day again, Lily and Allison are uh, pretending to not know each other, so this should be this should be a fun time for everyone. Uh, there's clearly still some tension here. It's so awkward. I love it. I feel like they're going to fight at any moment. And uh, also, I noticed in this scene that Rufus mentions when he's telling like Serena and Dan to get ready for like the dinner and everything, he says, I want every candle lit. And I just have to ask, what the hell, is with, what the hell is with the Humphreys and candles? <laughs> I can't why are they, take it anymore. Why are they always lighting every single fucking candle? Why do <laughs> they love... Because they can't afford their electrical bill. Okay, they're poor. We, we, they we have to light candles. Trash Brooklyn. This is such a fire hazard every are, fucking uh, week with these guys. We're so anti-candle on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, because their house is totally normal with the like garage door in the middle of the <laughs> <laughs> It's a cool garage door. Um, Blair... Oh, at the Waldorf Thanksgiving, which also seems kind of boring, um, and I would I would also run away if I was Blair. Um, Blair seems to know the truth now. She asks Eleanor uh, if she called Harold and told him that Blair didn't want to see him for Thanksgiving. So, uh, obviously, some stuff going on here. As if this wasn't enough, Eleanor um, also got rid of Daddy's pumpkin pie, seemingly as just a fuck you to Blair. She gave it to the doorman without a kid. No, the caterers brought so many options, Maddie. There was no reason to keep it. I know, it. and she gave it to the doorman because after all, what is Thanksgiving <laughs> for? But seems seems like they could have given anything, to, <laughs> gotten rid of anything. This Seems like uh, Eleanor is gloating about it to Blair. And she, she I'm, getting, I'm getting really uh, e- evil villain vibes here with this. Yeah, very much. Even with a lot of eyebrow waggling, too, from her. And, like, yes, you're right. But also, do you really think Blair made such a good dessert that it's better than what the caterers prepared? No, but. Right. I was going to ask this, too. Who made. Was it. Did he send it from overseas or like did she make this from scratch on her own because i don't i don't trust that because I feel, I feel like she was looking for his recipe yeah i think so but it's just the fact that eleanor okay. clearly did this as a fuck you and i i agree that eleanor has no right to like lie to blair's dad and tell him not to come especially because like blair really did want to see him and that this is really shitty also very surprised that harold didn't just like try to call blair himself anyway just to double check and make sure that she like actually hated him so like what's what's up with that harold well, but why does Blair need to see her dad at a family function where Eleanor is also there? Like, why Why couldn't she fly to France to see them? Well, why yeah. does he have to come to Manhattan? And that's why Eleanor ends up just taking this route and saying that Blair doesn't want to see you because she's afraid that if she had to choose who to spend Thanksgiving with, obviously she's going to pick her dad and not her shitty mom. Oh, spoilers. What do you, what do you Whoa, mean? Whoa, spo- how dare you? Mean, we're, we're not there yet. Okay, sorry. We're... Much much like this episode, we're jumping around a little bit with flashbacks I, I, and flashbacks. Well, I didn't really, I didn't watch the episode, so uh, I'm just trying to hang out your just, life here. Yes, that's what's going on. You're yeah. figuring out what happened based on this podcast. Um, <laughs> right. So this is when uh, Blair takes one of the desserts into the kitchen with her. We get a bunch of the quick flashbacks showing Blair like eating things mixed with her like 
quick cuts of her going to the bathroom and she starts to eat the dessert with the like intense music playing and everything and it's a it's a very chilling scene with so, the music the music is so weird in this yeah, scene. yeah the music so was, like the music from, was very chilling from this scene it's very clear that blair has like disordered eating and she is eating this pie to eat the whole pie not because she wants the whole pie but because she feels like some sort of other compulsion with her mental health issues and it's it's really sad, like, especially with the music. You're like, oh, this is not the first time this has happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. Because right. we get these like flashbacks and everything. It's very heartbreaking. It's very, very serious. And it like, it, it doesn't like come out of nowhere because it is like flashing back to they these other moments. And like you said, they, they have hinted at it, and she has had these conversations with her mom that are pretty shitty. But it, this is like the first like it's really like we're yeah. really touching on it. And I not to spoil, but I don't believe we ever touch on this again, which is kind of weird. I could okay. be wrong about that, but it's... Well, she contacts the doctor that, at the end of the episode. So I guess that cured everything. Yeah, they they kind of all just put it into this one episode, and then we never really reference it again. Yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah, you're like right. there's... They didn't, they didn't talk about it too much earlier on, but like I think they cranked it from like a 10 to like a 90 in this yeah. one, as like, far as addressing the issue. Nothing is so overt as it is in this episode, which is kind of exactly. strange <laughs> considering how many seasons of Gossip Girl there are. And like, yeah. you would think that this would be a major issue of like Blair's personal life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for this episode, they decided to, like the they, they decide to take all the problems and just crank them up to a million for this episode, just <laughs> to bring all the, all the drama. That, that's what happens at the holidays. That's right. Thanksgiving will do that <laughs> to people. That, you know, that's fair. Back to the awkward Humphrey Thanksgiving. Uh, Serena gets a call in the middle of dinner. She gets up, immediately leaves, even though even though she and Blair just got in a fight. She's still a good friend. And uh, Lily's going to agree with me because she, she says to Lily, you're, I mean, she says to Serena, you're such a good friend on her way out, just in case we had any doubt. And um, <laughs> L- Lily says that Serena has to go. Allison, without missing a beat, like hilariously tries to get Lily to leave as well. She's just like, oh, do you need to go with her? And uh, But Serena tells Lily to stay. So it's even even more awkward now for them now that Serena's not even there. Mm-hmm. very uncomfortable um and it's about to get more uncomfortable because it comes up that oh lily lily had a horse named rosewood oh, and what a good. what a coincidence rufus <laughs> had a song called rosewood <laughs> what, which, what do you know it all, was about <laughs> her perfume it wasn't rosewood, about <laughs> rose and sandalwood oh, okay. kind of her uh, signature scent of course yeah a classically <laughs> female scent rose and sandalwood yes. it had nothing to do with lily how dare you Rose Rosewood is an ugly name for a horse or a song. If well, because yeah. sandalwood is like a very stereotypical male scent. Like I feel like in romance novel circles, it'll be like, oh, he smelled of fresh sandalwood, and like <laughs> yes. I don't know what that means, but I read the books, so yes. But in this show, uh, Al- Allison was apparently the one that smelled like sandalwood. She uh, liked to wear like men's deodorant because it worked better. That's like the vibe I'm getting from her. Yeah, more power to her. Uh, uh, yeah. She Allison realizes that this hit song Rosewood was not about her, and she proclaims herself a fool in the middle middle of dinner. She's just gonna go. <laughs> I'm such I'm a su- fool. I'm such a fool. <laughs> and uh, that's now, how people now talk. <laughs> now everyone's starting to realize that something might be up. And surprise, surprise, Rufus and Lily have a history. What a small world. <laughs> yeah, um, who everyone's knew? gonna start. <laughs> yeah, everyone's gonna start getting up here. Dan tells Rufus he has a lot of explaining to do and goes after his mom, which I, I don't understand. Dan's thinking here like I guess he's just mad that Rufus didn't tell him but I don't know why he has to like much like with Nate I don't know why yeah. because he's and mad at his dad now he has, to si- he has to side with his mom because he can still be mad at his mom um, but yeah Thanksgiving's ruined now everyone except for Rufus and Lily uh, have left the table 
<laughs> what a great partnership to be left at the table. Absolutely. Um, th- yeah, this was a a, a great scene. I, I, was, I, I just love... It was good. I, I, I was kind of really confused about why everyone got so immediately angry, though. Because everyone just pumped... every All the emotions are up to a million this episode. That's 100. why. All right. That's what happens at Thanksgiving, okay? That's right. Just a heads up for you when you get to American Thanksgiving, okay? That's right. Um, <laughs> this is flesh- just Kirsten's birthday Thanksgiving right now. Yeah, that's right. Flashback to last year again. And uh, date. I mean, Nate being dangerously flirty while uh, taking care of Serena. Um, we touched on Blake Lively's drunk acting. She's really going to go for it in this, in, in this scene here. Uh, being all kinds of drunk. Uh you know, kind. Of, I I feel like Serena's still kind of charming even when she's drunk. Like I think m- most people, when they're this drunk, you'd get annoyed by them. But clearly, Nate isn't annoyed by her. Clearly, no one's annoyed by her. Like we said, everyone no. loves drunk Serena, and I was charmed too. Like, sorry, yeah, she's I mean, fine. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. It's so funny that how they're tackling so many issues this week, and like one character is trashed the entire episode, but they don't talk about that at <laughs> we all. We don't. We don't touch on Serena's like potential she's... alcoholism here, <laughs> where she said she's never been sober. She's never remembered yeah. a Thanksgiving. No one asks her why she doesn't remember Thanksgiving. It's like there's no traumatic issue that happened on that day when she was young. But we're just gonna Serena keep laughing at her. Serena just likes to party. She is 15 in this. She's 15 in this flashback, and she is having a great fucking time. Isn't um, that just what teenagers do on Lepper East Side? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, she maybe maybe takes it a couple steps too far and sprays the shower water water all over Nate in his nice sweater. But we get the the classic double misdirect here, where we think Nate's going to be good. upset, but then but then he's like, ah, just kidding, and he starts spraying her back. Then Blair comes in. We think she's going to be think pissed. she's going to be pissed. But no, just kidding. And they're all going to spray <laughs> each other, and they're all having a great time back when everyone was friends. You know, <sighs> if Thanksgiving was always this fun, then maybe I'd like this holiday. Um, I just well, love if you the- get in a water fight, they should. I think they should just be a thruple. Like, they're clearly having so much fun with each other, the three of them. Yeah, I, I think work. they'd have a lot of fun on a, a hot tub boat, the three of them. <laughs> Anyone they, could have fun on a hot tub boat. Come on. They'd be having a hoot on that hot tub boat. So, I, yeah, I'm for the thruppleization of Nate, Serena, and Blair. Yeah, they, I think they, they all happy. clearly have feelings for each other. And also, not only was Chuck not in present day at all, he's also not in the flashback. So, like, where does this guy go on Thanksgiving every year? That's a good question. Uh, he's a loner. He's a lone wolf. Yeah. Um, he cannot be bothered to celebrate uh, Thanksgiving with the rest of the Upper East Siders. Do we, like, probably... in, like, later in season six get, like, a first-person point of view episode of Chuck's Thanksgiving? We can't yeah, spoil we... you, Brendan. Come on. I mean, <laughs> all right, all right. How as dare Chuck's you ask? Fan, I, like, Brendan, I would like, I would like yeah. to see that. Brendan, you've given would him you? three. Don't lie. I, of course. He's gotten two MVPs on this show so far. Oh. <laughs> you love him so much. It's Yikes. wild that Chuck is your favorite character. It's like the He's first thing you favorite. see from Chuck is the the sexual assault. But you said, no, yeah. I see something in him. Chuck will do the smallest <laughs> thing and Brendan will be like, oop, MVP of the episode. Solo. I know. And just for the record, I didn't give him MVP in that first one, if that's what you're insinuating. Well, yeah, <laughs> we God. know you didn't give him MVP in the first one. I think that's the thing, though, is like it's a very common thing for people who watch this show to like totally forget that Chuck is a complete creep in season one because they kind of move past it in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, they really change his character, like for the most well, part. Well, because I and think then... they realized that, and like, exactly. not to say anything positive about Ed Westwick, because ugh, yes. just a garbage human. But I think that him and Leighton Meester had like really good chemistry on this show, and so they felt like, oh, well, we'll like forget about him being creepy. 
Exactly. They saw they had something mm-hmm. with this, and they were like, okay, uh, Chuck's an anti-hero now instead of just a straight-up villain. So all that stuff that happened in the first couple episodes, eh, maybe it didn't happen. Let's just start from scratch, and uh, we're going to like Chuck now. Yes. Um, but Chuck's not in this episode, so we don't have to talk about him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Present day Nate, lonely and sitting by himself in the park. Thinks about calling Blair, thinks about calling Serena, but then just calls no one and goes back to being lonely. Poor guy. Um, was there a cigarette in his hand? In the scene? I think he had a joint in his hand. Oh, okay. Yeah, just I was, was going to be disappointed in him. Yeah. Serena. That's better. We do get references that uh, Nate's kind of a pothead, but we re- don't really ever see him smoke. In the well, first episode we do, yeah. right? And have either of you read any of the books? I read the first book and that was it. I didn't we, like we, it. That, I think we touched yeah, on it. I didn't so like it enough to continue. I, I read the first couple of books and they weren't great, but then I yeah. read most of the It Girl series, which is the spinoff okay. of the Gossip Girl series that I won't say who the main character is because it'll spoil Gossip Girl. Okay. But Were the It good? Girl series okay. was like fun. It was someone leaves and goes to boarding school. Okay. Love a good boarding school oh, story. Love that. Yeah. Um. So Serena is going to come to Blair's house, finds Blair on the bathroom floor. Serena sits down with her and comforts her while uh, while Blair's going to tell her, you know, everything that happened. And I'll be honest, I cried here. I, uh, I it was, wow. this was very touching to me. Serena and Blair kind of confiding each other and Serena uh, comforting Blair. It was nice. I'm glad this for the first time uh, Serena wasn't trash or she could uh, help out her, her <laughs> yes. good friend. And I'm happy that at least Blair felt like she could confide in Serena after what happened and that Serena yeah. kind of rescues Blair and they get out of there and she brings her back to the Humphreys. They've grown. Yeah. Now, how do you think, like, you really describe this to a friend being like, oh, yeah, we're good now and we're we're going to my kind of boyfriend's house for Thanksgiving? Yeah, I think you I think you just sneak Blair out of there and just whatever and just just, just go to the Humphreys and just drag her along. Yeah, just drag her along. Yeah. Um so from that we we now see that Dan's bonding with Allison. Like I said, it, the only thing that Dan needed to forgive his mom was like a mutual hatred of Lily, I guess, because they're just gonna shit talk Lily for a little bit. And <laughs> yeah. uh, Dan's fine that with her. That was all it Dan's fine with her. Which now. like, what did Lily do? This is <laughs> Lily when did Rufus nothing. was like <laughs> well, in Lily his early twenties before he was like committed to Allison. Like uh, Rufus didn't do anything wrong. Like you can't expect someone to find one person and then they date them forever yeah. and then marry them and then they've never been with anyone else. Like, that's not realistic, especially when you're a rock star in the 90s. I agree. I'm... I, yeah. I'm, we're all Team Lily we're here. All of us. That's something we can all agree on. Is that hashtag that's the only thing Team Lily. Can agree on. Um, Lily knows what she has to do to have a successful life, okay? Absolutely. And she's going to get it done by any means necessary. Um so Rufus is going to check in on Lily, who's been uh, sitting by herself in a room for 30 minutes. Uh, Lily's Lily's pissed she didn't know Allison was back. Rufus didn't know uh, what he does or doesn't owe Lily. Uh, d- did Lily deserve to know that Allison was back? I guess, like, he could have at least given her, like, a courtesy call. Like, just a heads up, Allison's back, so. Well, like, they I don't had know if she been... deserved it, but I think it would have helped. They had been orbiting each other, like, at the art gallery yeah. and that kind of thing. So I do think that it probably would be the right thing to do. Be like, oh, hey, by the way, my wife is back and we're going to try and make it work. Yeah, I guess it's the least he could do. Um, So Rufus yeah. and essentially kind of, like, breaks up with Lily here now that Allison is back, which, dumbass, but he wrong decision. <laughs> and Allison, of course, yeah. of course Allison walks into the room right as Lily says... Uh, that's not how it felt when you kissed me at Eleanor's party. 
that full exposition uh, statement. And come on, come on. They, you always say that. They didn't yep. even they didn't hear the door open when Dan and Allison came home. Like, how, how were they sidle up without being undetected to just nonchalantly hear what they were talking about? Yeah, it doesn't yeah, make the wrong place for wrong time. <laughs> Only Perfect. on a television show could that happen. Yeah. Um, and now we get to Brendan's favorite scene of the episode where Nate comes home and his dad is passed out on the floor for some more. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Drama. It's hilarious. Yeah. I, I'm glad you, you, came, you took, came around. For too. me, when this happened, uh, his dad was passed out on the floor and I was like, oh my goodness, I guess. But Brendan was... <laughs> no, you did not. Insta- I said... I said <gasps> yeah. Like the first time you see this episode, the normal reaction is like, oh my God. But Brendan laughed and laughed. No. Laughed and I laughed. think from my perspective, there's it had just been such an, an insane, ridiculous, soapy, cartoonish episode of this show that I thought I knew what was going on, and what what a, it was just one thing after another was just shocking me, and this one was just like it took the took the cake for the funniest moment of the episode. Yeah, I hate to break it to you, it Brandon, but this is a soap opera. Yeah, okay, yes. <laughs> it's a soap opera. So get ready. it hadn't been until this point. No, get get ready. They, they don't, it only gets wackier from here. Oh boy. Well, I mean, I'm also like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing for me. I think it's a bad TV episode, but I enjoyed it still. I'm not saying I didn't like it. It was just, it was a different kind of like than I had been liking the previous eight episodes. I'm sorry. Did you just say this was a bad TV episode? How dare you? Yeah, it's not, it's not well crafted. Unbelievable. This is a great TV episode. I am so sorry, Kirsten, that it's entertaining. We invited you on for Brendan just shit all over this episode. I cannot believe it. It's the first one I really, (laughs) I've bet on too. Thank God I'm here. That's all. Honestly. Um, yeah. Back back to last year, the Thruple is having a great time, struggling to keep Serena sober, but still having a great time. Uh, the Nate's parents are here, and like I said, I don't even know what's going on, but he has to leave the party. I guess his parents still sucked last year. That's all I get. Yeah, it's like, oh, scene. Nate, you're such a shame to our family. How dare you yeah. have fun? You <laughs> yeah, have to exactly. be serious and go to an Ivy League school. Same thing, over and over again. And uh, yeah. so now we, we cut back to present day in the hospital. <laughs> Nate's robot mother is still trying to pass this off as you know your your father and his headaches probably took a Vicodin and, and forgot. Oh uh, yeah, she's just so one note. She's, she's got nothing. Literally, else. and Nate is, literally yells at his mom here because she's being ridiculous again and is either in denial or just treating Nate like an idiot. And Nate's like the, the doctor literally just said with what he took he could have cured thirty headaches. So I don't know why you're like this is why I sometimes <laughs> think Nate's mom is like not an actual person because she does not behave like a person would ever behave well, in any situation. Because I think the point of this is that Nate's mother comes from the Vanderbilt and comes from like an already super wealthy family. And so like to her, she's like, well, we couldn't have the drama of my husband overdosing. Like it's surely he just had a headache and forgot. Like we couldn't have anything more serious than that. And so I think that she's been like trained from a very young age that this is how you react to things. And uh, it could never be more serious than like a a react a normal reaction. Like you can't freak out about exactly. things. Yeah. Rich people don't have that she's... happen to them. She's uh, she's still refusing to face any of the problems. She insists on pretending like everything's okay. Nate. <laughs> yeah, she is B Horseman from BoJack, yeah. where her mom was <laughs> yeah. like, mm, "Ice cream, that's not a girl snack. You can have a lemon with sugar on it." <laughs> exactly. And I just I love when Nate just goes. Wake up! I, I love when Nate gets uh, animated and just starts yelling. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, because Chase Crawford does not have a face that is suited to being alarmed. No, exactly. Like, he has a face to being uh, still and handsome. And if there's anything else, you're <laughs> like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Yes, when he is required to get animated, it's always my favorite. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, okay, going back to this, my whole acting issue this episode. Yeah, well, I could see that. But, um... 
Anne actually seems like more mad at her husband now for like fucking up their lives instead of concern for him. Um, yeah. So Nate Nate basically tells her to get lost. He's like, "I'll go check on him. You can just get out of here. I, I've 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 had enough of you." And uh, back back to Brooklyn, the adult love triangle, the uh, Rufus, Allison, Lily. <laughs> threesome they're all arguing serena and blair walk through the door serena has no idea what's going on she just uh she she just understands that there's a weird vibe in there and that's when blair and serena are gonna head into the room and we get this uh fun scene with dan serena eric jenny and blair all in a room together we we don't get this five some linked up enough for my taste but they this scene i i love this scene i was laughing throughout the whole thing yeah it's a good gang it's good to see eric back too yes i love eric yeah, I love Eric. Uh, haven't gotten to really say yet, but Eric is uh, definitely a treat in season one of Gossip For Girl. Sure, one of my favorite characters. When I reveal my 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 top ten character rankings for Gossip Girl, I'm sure he will be in there. Um, After all the seasons? Yeah, I mean, Eric just one of the few. You can do season by season if you want I to, could. but Eric's one of the few uh, characters who's just like always just nice and never gets like you know too wrapped up in the Upper East Side I- of everything. I was going to try and list like a controversial top character to have. And I was like, what? Who is it going to be like Bart Bass? <laughs> uh, my good friend, Bart Bass. Um, yeah, you're your good friend from Fire Island. That's right. Um, so <laughs> All right. Serena's like, what the fuck's going on? Dan, Dan fills her in, tells Serena everything that's happening. He's going to reassure that they aren't related, though, which this is not complicated. Like they, they obviously <laughs> no, okay, are not. But wait, they obviously are not related. How do you feel about this trope in teen dramas where the kids date and the parents date? I it happens a lot in in teen dramas it's in far more often. Every than, show, but I think like, they always make more of a big deal out of it than it should be. I really do, like mm-hmm. to to me. I don't think that Dan should not be allowed to date Serena just because uh, Rufus has fucked Lily in the past. Right. Well, and I agree. Unless with it that. is a sister. But a lot of shows like play with this. Like Riverdale is one that I cover where like um, Betty's mom and Jughead's dad like have a kid together from a, like high school. And so it's like, well, is it weird then that Betty and Jughead are, are like fucking like I personally don't think it is because they are not like related at all. Right. Now, Just because you're so dating doesn't mean you're actually. Related. Let's say, OK. That then Betty's mom and Jughead's dad end up dating while Betty and Jughead are dating and they all live in one house together. How weird is that? <laughs> I think it's weird that they all live in the same house together, but I don't think that be because now this is just like a timing issue. Like just because like it's just like what is it? Who whoever starts dating first, like they get to date and then the the kids are closed off, like they're not allowed to date right. each other because the parents are, or vice versa. Well, but the kids started dating and then their parents got back together. Like that's weird. Well like, they, they're like, ooh, that that looks pretty fun. Let me try that out too. <laughs> kids are I mean, I'd be pissed if I was dating someone and then I had to stop dating them just because they're yeah, that, that's not my fair. parent and their parents started dating each yeah, other. But what if your parent and their parent got married and now you're dating your step sibling? Like what's well, the line? Listen, that's you're that's, already not, that's not my fault. Grandf- your grandfather did. That's not my fault that they're my step sibling now. That's my parents' fault for getting married. Like this is <laughs> not grandfather right. Dan. Yeah, yes. step grandfather Dan. <laughs> It's just a very weird, like, CW trope to have the parents, like, having romantic sparks and the kids having, like, romantic yeah. sparks. Like, it's very strange, and I wish that they would stop doing it. I wish that they would, too, but also, I am in favor of everyone just dating each other as long as they're not yeah. blood-related. Whoa! As long as they're not blood-related. <laughs> which of- I'm gonna edit out that last part you just said. <laughs> which, obviously, 
they are not related, obviously, in this. I don't know why they're thinking so hard at this. Like, unless... Well, the first... Unless, I thought they were immediately. Unless, that was going to be, like, the big mic drop. I was like, actually, no, unless they're, <laughs> you're all Lily's children. Unless Allison is lying to them and, like, Lily birthed Dan and Jenny and she did not. Yeah. They, they are not related. <laughs> yeah, but what if Rufus was secretly, like, Serena and Eric's dad? Oh, now, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Because then they're related, but it's, like, w- extra weird. Yeah, I'm going to say... Hopefully this isn't the case, um, <laughs> but uh, Blair Blair really kills it in this scene. Uh, upon entering, she just goes, "Yeah, it's me." Then she just like <laughs> gives us some much needed levity in this conversation and says, "You know what's really weird? There's a garage door in the middle of your room, which is true." And then she <laughs> just true. notices Cedric and goes, "Oh, is that Cedric?" I love I love the call. Yeah. She's killing it in this scene. What? And also, also she's like, "Suddenly, my family seems so sane after hearing all these people yeah. talk to each other." Well, and yeah, it's weird because you would think that Blair would be like really drunk in this situation, but yeah. she isn't. <laughs> yeah, she's not. She's just <laughs> she's just being hilarious. And yeah, it was definitely her turn to get drunk out of that friendship. <laughs> I love that Blair was here to witness all of this because she she needed this pick me up. Also, is that Cedric? Also, Dan says something absolutely ridiculous <laughs> in this scene where Serena is like, how serious do you think they were? And Dan goes, I think it's safe to say they had sex. Like, what? Why would that be your reply to that? <laughs> well, that's really serious, Matthew. People only have sex in really serious situations, okay? Oh, <laughs> uh, that, that that cracked me up. It was just, like, he's like, seriously? Like, <laughs> serious safe to say sex. our parents fucked. Yeah, like, what? don't even say Yeah, right? It. <laughs> like, okay, I think we can all agree like, our parents fucked, right? Well, I feel like in that situation, it's like, okay, Dan, well, what does that mean to you? And he's like, well, yeah, they definitely <laughs> did hand stuff. They definitely had oral sex. They probably <laughs> right. had vaginal He goes through the whole sex. list. Did they do anal? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is in the extended version of this scene. They had to cut it for time. Um, <laughs> he just goes on and on about like, all the positions. Like, what are you talking about, Daniel? <laughs> speaking of these, <laughs> Relax, buddy. speaking of these adults, they're all still arguing. Like we were saying, I feel like Allison has. I mean, first of all, Lily did nothing wrong, so Allison really shouldn't have anything against Lily here. And also, even to be mad at Rufus, is like Rufus did not start his emotional affair until Allison left and started her affair. Like it, it was not like Allison is pretending like. Rufus like started this emotional affair out of nowhere, but it wasn't really out of nowhere. Well, and it was just and a kiss compared to her banging all the neighbors. Well, is it an emotional affair when your spouse has already left you? Right, and exactly. No, yeah. And doesn't want to be with you. Like, like they're like separated Al- pretty much. Like Allison came back, sure. And I feel like since Allison's been back, it's not like Rufus has been calling like Lily every night. Right. So did he even no, they're really just kind of bumping into each other. do anything wrong? I mean, Manhattan is a very small island. You just exactly. run into people. You just run into everyone. Actually, um, every time you guys say that, it just reminds me. So um, I don't know if this is going to matter to anyone who's outside of like the RHAP extended universe, but I was talking to Puya recently and he had been in Manhattan to meet up with like a friend from university and he saw Jordan Kalish like near like uh, Grand Central Station (laughs) but he didn't say anything he didn't say hi or anything but then he messaged Jordan Kalish later and was like oh blue shirt today huh and like that's all I can think (laughs) about anytime it's like oh well of course they run into random I guess it's true well that's really funny because Jordan Kalish is everywhere because a couple months ago I went to uh we had I like went out to get dinner and drinks with uh, Naomi and TikTok Nicole, and 
I was just sitting there and I just randomly saw Jordan Kalish walk into the same place we were eating. And I didn't say anything because I didn't know if for sure it was him. But then he also just like Instagrammed him eating at the same exact place that we were at. So that is, very yeah, strange. He's is, is Jordan Kalish seeds baby? If yes, un- unfortunately. <laughs> okay. That is an unfortunate slogan that uh is all all <laughs> the rage. Love, that they really they really love. Yeah. Um where were we? Oh yes. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um Sorry, that's you, my bad. No. I brought up Jordan yeah. Kalish. Yeah. P- Puya really derailed the whole thing. How dare yeah, you? it's Puya's fault. Pu- Fuck you, Puya's Puya. Vikili. Um Yeah. <laughs> Even though it seems like Alice is in the wrong here, she's still gonna be the one to give out the ultimatum. It's me or her. Uh not a big fan of the of the ultimatums, but uh She's it's a it's a real alpha move to just throw it out there. And the know. second you're issuing an ultimatum, you know it's over. Like stop yeah, it. Right? Yeah, if you have to be like it's, a very defensive it's me, move. Or, yeah, it's me or her. Then something has you gone, know. Yeah, 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 something has gone terribly wrong. Um, the the kids leave to have Thanksgiving dinner at like some diner, and they're all venting about their families. It's a very cute scene. I love it. They're all just having a good time. Uh, Lily's gonna come to join them and ask the waiter for some French fries and to just keep them coming, which is how I react. Relatable. Yeah, this is how so I react. Relatable. When I've had a rough day, I know Kirsten is probably how you react when you've had a rough day as well. It's like oh, a I don't think you guys saw like the quality of these French fries too. Like these looks incredible. Yeah, they yes. look like really top they're notch so fries. Good. I mean. My only experience with diners in New York is that the French fries are incredible, yes. and I choose not to perceive anyone who has a different experience. I love that she's just like, give yeah. me some French fries and just keep them coming. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and that's that is well to me, you know. Like if I ever get to be like, just keep them coming, the French fries. <laughs> that's when I know I've made it. Uh, well, hell yeah. So Dan, Jenny, and Blair they kind of take a hint and they they leave so that Serena and Eric can catch up with their mom. Uh, Blair thanks Serena. She says she's going to call Dr. Sherman tomorrow. So that is good. A, a good ending to this, although still a little weird that this is just a one episode thing and doesn't uh, come up again. Right. But um, that's good that she's going to call her doctor tomorrow. Well, and I think maybe she yeah. could have called her doctor yesterday. Yeah, because that... obviously the holidays are a trigger for this. Yeah, yeah, probably. Right. Um, and like an eating holiday, too. And uh, the the Vanderwoodsons are all going to have a laugh about Lily's past, and it seems like a, a nice Thanksgiving after all. You know, uh, nothing that fries can't cure. I mean, That's is there right. anything fries can't cure? I've yet to find something. No. Um, yeah, so me too. Dan and Jenny are going to chat while walking home. They meet up with Rufus and Allison, who have a football. Apparently, this is a weird tradition that they do. Uh, yeah, Kate, I wanted to ask... In American families, do you just play football at Thanksgiving? <laughs> Absolutely no. not. I would never. No, I would never. not want to play. But it's it's in every single sitcom and every single Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, and and so I don't have that experience as a Canadian, and so no. I'm like, oh, is this just no? Like I don't either. What the no. Yanks do? Yeah, I I, <laughs> yes, yes. I don't particularly like football. I don't particularly like hanging out with my family. So this this would Especially, not be a thing that ever happens. What bothers me the uh, most is that it's like two and two football. It looks so boring yeah, and so ridiculous. unfun. Just like one Maddie, quarter of it's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Maddie, you should come hang out with me and my family for Christmas. <laughs> oh, is this an invite? Yes, please come. All right. You're fully vaccinated, right? Of course. Then yes, you're invited. Yeah. All right. All right, I'll, I'll bring the boom mic. We can record the whole You thing. know what's funny? Actually, speaking of Thanksgiving, my mom said the other day, she was like, do you want to go to Virginia for Thanksgiving? And I was like, absolutely not. And she's like, would you be like insulted if I went? And I was like, Oh, you mean I will just have a house to myself for Thanksgiving and not have to do anything? This sounds wonderful. So I think I'm gonna have just like nothing to do on Thanksgiving for the first time. Oh my god, I'll come nice for, for my birthday. Yes, we will celebrate your birthday. There you go. You go there and then and you then, swap. Exactly. And then you'll come in December and we'll have yes. Christmas together. This It'll sounds perfect to me. I the thing is I'm, Maddie, I'm getting excited about this, but I have not involved. My dad 
<laughs> my dad and his girlfriend will think that you're my boyfriend. So just be ready for that. All right. Um, do I have to pretend to be your boyfriend or should I tell them I'm not? I You have to pretend. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think you should pretend for our, yeah for the listener's sake. All right. I, I, and then the, Again, it'll all be recorded. They'll, they'll be very confused. They'll be like, we didn't think Kirsten would ever date someone with a buzz cut. Well, yeah. no, I don't think that would be the problem. I think they would be like, oh, we didn't think Kirsten would ever find love. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We will. We'll let. We'll let you know how uh, the holidays go at Kirsten's house. Uh, Can't wait. That, this will be. This yeah, episode will get this. released around the holidays. That's true. We plan this out. Yeah, oh, this could be. We'll update this like between seasons. I think we plan this out perfectly. Where this episode's going to be released like right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Incredible. Um, so it seems like. Well, Dan says it's fucked up that like Rufus didn't tell him about Serena's mom. Rufus just says he's sorry, and you know sometimes it's as easy as that. They just don't care anymore. Uh, Rufus has also seemingly accepted Allison's ultimatum and has like shunned Lily from his life. He's just like, ah, I don't think Lily's going to be coming over too much anymore, and. Uh, the Humphreys are going to celebrate by playing some football, as we alluded to. Good old-fashioned football. I, by it's the normal. Yeah, That's what families do. Two-on-two family football, guys versus girls. Um, I yep. still hate Alice. Yeah, normal. <laughs> guys versus I, girls I hate is super yeah. normal. Yeah, super normal. Uh, I still hate Allison, but uh, I guess I'm happy for the Humphreys that they are happy as well. Yeah. Rufus still looks very unsure, though, after he says all that. He like, looks into well, the distance yeah. like, oh, man, I fucked up. Because he knows Lily's the one for him. Yeah. At the end is of the she- day. Is she... I think so. Better than like, Allison. Like, it's ve- what's very strange is it's like Rufus and Lily dated in, I guess, like the late 80s, early 90s. And then uh, now it's like, oh, well, yeah, obviously this was the one. And it's like, mm, are you sure about that? Uh, yeah, I guess she doesn't have to be the one, but she can be the one right. that is better than Allison. But what, like, and it's I think hard? Like 50% of the kids yeah, exactly. don't care if the mom's there or not. Like, Dan seems to accept it pretty readily. <laughs> yeah, Dan was ready yeah, for Allison, Allison to be gone when she left. Ab- she abandoned them once before. Yeah. Uh, I. Yeah. They're all doing this for Jenny, I think. Jenny just wants to have her mom back. Oh, she's such a sweet little, she like... She is. We didn't get enough <laughs> chance to talk about Taylor Momsen, but I yeah. uh, I have seen The Pretty Reckless in concert two times. I love The Pretty Reckless. I think and... she makes incredible music. They're so good. And um, the second time we saw them, I was like at like I was basically like a get up against the stage in the like group of people. And then people were trying to push me away to like get like in front of the stage. Rude. And I just instead chose to kneel on the stage. And so I was like <laughs> on the stage. Basically and on it. Oh, my God. Taylor Momsen like touched my face ah! and like sang to me for a second. And it was like a pretty iconic moment. Taylor Momsen is iconic. Whenever I see on Spotify... This is Jenny's band. It's, yes. Yeah. The actress they have that plays. A, they have a really Jenny. good song that you can listen to called "Zombie." That I'm sure you'd love. Every time, okay. every time I see that they have released new music on Spotify, you know what I do? I add it to a playlist and then I listen to it. That's how much <laughs> I love. Amazing. When Taylor was the last the time they released music? Um, I can tell you if I just check if I just check my Spotify really quick. I'm I'm looking on Spotify already. Oh, let's see who finds it first. They had an album in 2021. That uh, is as recent as it gets, really. Called Death by Rock and Roll. I listened to the title track, Death by Rock and Roll, and the acoustic version. Both very good. I'm more familiar with their... And what are they, they like a punk punk band? It's like kind of heavier. 
rock. It's, it's not like, like it's, okay. it's definitely like a pop, a punk rock band. Like it's not like pop punk. It's not pop gotcha. rock. Like I would say it's punk rock. Um, I'm m- most familiar with their album from 2010, where like one of the lead singles is called "Make Me Wanna Die," and she's like, "Yes, yes, yes, yes make me wanna one. die. I'll never be good enough." Like that. That's the vibe. Yeah, and she also has another song called "Just Kill Me." I love that. In all of her songs, wow. she just wants people to. She just wants to die. <laughs> to very, die. Very the relatable. Song, um, <laughs> their song "Going Down" is like about a teenage girl seducing a priest. But my friend Melissa and oh, I wow. in university used to play it all the time when we played um, beer pong. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> oh my god! So did she give up her acting career for this? Is she? This is like her yes, full time gig. Yes, she cool. is a retired actor. She's now just a pretty much a singer. Yeah. Good to know. Which I guess, good move for her, because she's uh, great at what she does. Um, I saw her perform on the Warped Tour, and then I saw her perform at a college bar. And you know what? That's a pinnacle of success. Damn, look at you. I'm jealous. Yes. Um, So, Blair comes home, and it looks like we might have a Blair and Eleanor standoff here, but Eleanor actually acknowledges that she shouldn't have lied. Uh, She reveals that she got the divorce papers from Blair's father. Um, Blair's like, yeah, obviously that makes sense. Like he lives in Europe and is dating a man. But divorce seemed <laughs> right. seemed like the next step. Well, and this is uh-huh. I can't remember when the flashback happens that Eleanor like introduces him to like his future husband and is like, "Don't do anything with this one." And it's like, yeah. so obviously her husband has been having affairs with men for a long time before the previous right. Thanksgiving. Obviously she knew because like when she says a male model named Ramon is coming, she's like, "Not this one. We need to make this work or whatever." So. Kind of alluding that yeah. she knew some- something was up. Yeah, I wasn't sure if we knew this or not going into this episode, but it seemed familiar. Yeah. Um. So Eleanor says she wasn't like surprised that she got the divorce papers, but she's still upset. And am I actually feeling bad for Eleanor now? This is like a great, a little this bit. Is a great, no. this is a great scene for her. Yeah. You see anyone cry, you kind of feel a little bad. I didn't. I didn't laugh at her just for for people <laughs> out there. I, this was not funny to me. <laughs> yeah, not like someone ODing. Yeah, yeah, it Crying wasn't nearly as funny. funny as an overdose. I think <laughs> the actor playing Eleanor did a great job in making me feel bad for her because she's like getting worked up here. Uh, yeah, this is some of the best I'm acting. I'm so glad they replaced the original Eleanor. Also, absolutely. I, yeah, like she was horrible <laughs> she in the was pilot. Horrible. Margaret Collin is so much better. Um, yeah, she's basically she just says she can't face him on the holidays because it was always their happiest time. Uh, she didn't tell Blair because she was scared Blair would have chosen her father. Um, and then Eleanor would have been completely alone, you know, like, oh, all valid, like, yeah, like mother, like daughter, they do fucked up things, but it's like out of like fear and their insecurities. There's reasons stuff. behind yeah. it. Yeah. This is where, this is where Blair gets it from. So Blair, Blair hugs her and all of a sudden I'm crying again. Like another kind of, <laughs> I, I can help it. Another like happy ending for them. We're getting happy endings for everyone in this episode. Yeah. It mostly I mean, and it's ends your favorite character too. Way. Two great moments for your favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um, Except for Nate, really, who is with his dad in the hospital. Well, um, well and Chuck, who's not in the episode yeah, at all. Yeah, yes. Like, he's literally just credited, and then we don't see one second of him. Yeah, he got his paycheck and didn't do anything. Um, Nate Nate with his dad in the hospital. Uh, Nate's dad wakes up, and Nate pretty much just tells him everything's going to be all right. Howie, <laughs> the parents, their default reaction for everything is just to lie. And so Howie tries to lie, Seriously. and Nate just right off the bat is like, no, we are not, we're not doing this anymore. I, yeah, I, 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 I've... I truly shit. do not have it in me to play this game anymore. And no. I was already crying from the Blair Eleanor hug, but now 
I know that Brendan loves more tears. Loves to shit on Chase Crawford's acting, but Nate Nate also making me cry even more now. You know he's he tells his daddy. Oh, stop it, Matthew. Okay, I will admit I was already crying, but so it was easy. It was easy to just keep, <laughs> it was residual it was tears. Easy to just keep the tears flowing rather than a stop right. and start. But I want he's. He he told his dad it was he knows it wasn't an accident. He's like literally begging his dad and telling him that they need him. And you know it uh, it was sad. Yeah, I mean, as well, far as Nate's stories go, you could kind of say it's like a happy ending in a way because he's this is like the furthest they've gotten with yeah, the storyline. It seems like he's going to be began. all right. So it, at, at the very least, it kind of ends, I guess, hopeful that maybe things can start getting better. Yeah, hopeful, as opposed to like straight up happy. Right, Kirsten, you weren't well, crying at all. I know that you've new new newly. Uh, started crying at things <laughs> yes so i have unfortunately developed emotions um in recent years which is horrible yeah this is a recent thing uh, you used to famously not have emotions well because that's the, the thing too though maddie is that i was fully dead inside until like the first time i like met you and our oh mutual God. friends wow. that's wow. what that's what initially um, gave emotions to me. And that's why, like, every time I have to say goodbye after we see each other, I cry a lot. And so that used to so be you like. You heard it all to Gagan. You heard partially, it here. Kirsten, Kirsten met me, and now she can't stop crying. No, no, not like that. <laughs> but now, like, I've, I've become recently, like, my goal for 2021 was that I wanted to start trusting people more and also being more vulnerable. And it turns out that that results in tears, which I did not realize when I made that goal. And I wish I could go back and take it back. <laughs> so now that you do know how to cry, did you cry at all in this episode or was this a, a dry eyed affair? I, I did not cry in this episode, but I think I could see it happen. Like if I watch it again in three months, I'll probably cry. I can see that. You, I think on a second watch, I think it's, if you find out it's more of a laugher than anything else. Oh, Jesus. No, Brendan, no. Brendan. I'm not. I'm not you. <laughs> this was not my second watch. This was my like fourth or fifth watch. <laughs> yeah. because well, The second one's a laugher then the third and fourth are crying. This one gets me every time. <laughs> Especially season one of Gossip Girl, I've watched it more than any other season of the show because I did have it on DVD. I think I still own it on DVD somewhere. And so it's something that I've watched like so many times. And I think maybe I watched it too many times when I was dead inside to like feel emotions towards it uh, now, if I that see. makes sense. I think that makes sense. Um, so finally, we're going to get this uh, flashback to last year where everyone's happy. Nate and Blair share a kiss before he leaves. Um, and then we're going to kind of just like cut back and forth with a montage to, with where we do present day. And then we cut back to a year ago and just see how each of these families are doing. So in the flashback, Lily and Eric come to pick up Serena, who has very much failed at sobering up. And then yeah, she's in present out. <laughs> the whole episode, they're like, uh, Serena's got Serena's sobering up and then it just never happens. <laughs> and then in present day, we see uh, the Vanderwoodsons being happy at the diner with their fries. Of course, fries can do that to any family, as we've discussed. That's uh, right. In the flashback, Blair is being happy with both her parents. In present day, Blair is at the very least sharing a dessert with Eleanor and being relatively happy with just the one parent. And then um, flashback to the Humphreys joking around at the table. Uh, we even get Jenny saying, ooh, maybe one day she might even know your name, which, oh, ho, she does know his name now. How about <laughs> that? Um, it just, it makes it so much creepier that they had had this interaction. <laughs> like, it's, they should not have included this because it just made yeah. Dan Humphrey look so creepy. I agree. Yeah. It, it's weird. Yeah, it's, that like, it's more like, it's like it's a weird that one this day has been like a two-year obsession for him. 
<laughs> She'll stop calling me Dave one day. You'll see. <laughs> uh, and then we cut to present day with the Humphreys playing football. Who do you think won that game? Um, uh, I'm gonna say nobody scored any points because they oh they stay with like a ten foot vicinity. I I don't know. I think Jenny's scrappy, so I think she and Allison probably won. I mean, it, they did. Jenny did say we have to work on their our plays, so they do have a playbook at the very least. So um, it, <laughs> it's definitely possible. Um. Overall, with that with that uh, little montage, it was a very cute montage. I was I was I loved it. I would uh, I was obsessed with it. I I'm, I'm a big montage happy. fan, and I didn't I didn't like that part of the montage God at all. Damn it, Brendan! Did what? you like anything this episode? Kirsten, you loved this, right? <laughs> yeah, the, I requested to be on this episode for a reason because it's one of the most memorable episodes of season one of Gossip Girl, and like uh, I, I I'm not disagreeing with you there. Definitely and, memorable. And like I made a mistake with like New Girl Old Guy where I was like, Oh, I want to be on this season two episode and then I didn't get to come on the show for so long and I was like, Okay, I need to pick a season one episode Thanksgiving, obviously. And so I, I feel like I made the right decision. Yeah, you think well, I'm, yeah, I'm, this... I'm glad I'm glad you made it here for this one because otherwise it would have been a disaster of just me. <laughs> trashing this episode yeah you just laughing at people overdosing like some sort of psychopath like jeez louise yeah people that hate this episode laugh at ods and think that chuck is the best character so that's that's what we can take from that so be on be on the right side of history stand this episode i think you'll you'll find out there's a lot of us like that you stand this episode right maddie of course okay and as long as we're on the same we'll find out when we get to our grades for the episode but um Mm-hmm. It it sucks that Nate's really the only one that doesn't get like a truly happy ending. But what else is new for Nate? Um, yeah, overall, listen, his dad just had to do nothing and they would be rich. That's... But instead, he <laughs> couldn't even not get arrested. How dare he? All he had to do was put on a suit and not get arrested and do nothing. But instead, he ruined everything. Okay. Um, I wish that's all I had to do to not be me too. Like, poor. Like Give just me put that on deal. a suit and not get arrested. Done. I'll do it. Easy. Uh. And that that's uh, pretty much it for the episode. Like me and Kirsten have been saying, this was an iconic episode and sucks that we couldn't mm-hmm. convince Brendan along the way, but that's fine. Do we just kick him out of the yeah, call? Yeah. Like... Bye, Brendan. Um, right now, our group chat is shaking their fist at how long this uh, recap podcast is. So let's, uh, I mean, let's do oh these God. segments you... real quick. How many people in that group chat do you think are listening to this podcast? Um, how big is the, is the group chat? Also? At least one, two if we count you. Probably three. Okay. I'll say three. I think that's fair. I don't think any more than three are listening to this. Um, yeah. And like, I'll tell you, I'm going to download this, but I'm not, I can't listen back to my own self. I get that. I usually don't listen to podcasts that's I based on. But I'll download. Even though I do, like most people hate their voice. I do love listening to my own voice. I think it's very soothing. You do love I, it. I, I love, you have a great voice. I love my voice. I think it's very, <laughs> it's very soothing. I think to that me. is more psychotic than me. <laughs> laughing at ODs. I have a great voice. No, no. No, no. It's just called self-esteem Brendan. Ever heard of it? Sound off off in the comments. Do you love my voice? Actually, don't answer because I will be upset (laughs) if if this Okay, wait. If any of you don't like Maddie's voice, then I just want you to know you're dead to me. (laughs) All right. Every time I say, let's speed this up, we go on another tangent. It hasn't really... So we have to speed this up because our friends are going to be upset. So sorry, what was the next step? Time for my favorite segment, user review. Also, I'm just going to quick sidebar. (laughs) (laughs) My first ever podcast was the Seinfeld recap, and that show took 
two and a half hours oh. for each. Oh yeah, yeah, half but they got money donated to charity. That's true. We need to get a. But it was already going to be. It was long before they even started that. That's true. We need to get a a loyal listener who starts dedicating money, so I don't have to feel bad about doing hour and forty. And if the they want to dedicate money, they can go to paypal.me slash Kirsten said for a worthy cause. Yes. Yes. All right. My favorite segment of the week: user review of the week. This person gave this episode yes. a 9 out of 10. So not a perfect episode, but more in line with me and Kirsten's thinking. Uh, they titled the review Time for the Memories. And they say, This holiday episode was only an excuse not to advance the plot with the huge scandal Blair will be forced to face. The only thing happened was Blair's confession to Serena, which is more like intimate. They fight again and they get back together. Thanks to their memories, we can now understand Blair a little more. You know what they say? Nobody is that mean unless they suffered much. Blair's life used to be perfect with her family, with Nate, even with Serena. She was nice and protective of Serena. She thought Dan was trying to take advantage of her. Well, with her life being like that, it's hard to adapt like Blair had to. A mother like hers, a life like hers, without her father, her entirely universe was mostly found out of pain. <laughs> the, oh my God. the shock was Dan, Serena, Jenny, and Eric finding out the truth about their parents. And it's nice that they had their happy family moments. Even Blair got along with their mother. My favorite part of the episode was the scene where Nate, Serena, and Blair are in the bathroom and they play around in the water. This show, <laughs> this shows how good friends they were. Okay. They play around. Well, what else would you call it? <laughs> they were playing around in the water. They sprayed each other with the shower. Like, All right. it's fine. Yeah. Next week, the episode is called High Society. Brendan, do you have any predictions as to what we're doing next week? Mm, finally a weed episode yeah yes good good prediction the uh the yeah. little preview made me laugh because it said serena has no intention of attending the ball until it's announced that serena must attend the ball <laughs> Not uh, very lazy i'm trying very to lazy. think like i don't remember this episode that well we're getting a cotillion episode next week yes of course the cotillion a josh schwartz staple he loves cotillion um all right, let's grade the I episode. I feel like that's bad. He should not love Cotillion yeah, well, so much. Like, that loves, is problematic. I don't know if he loves Cotillion. He loves doing episodes about Cotillion. Fair enough. Um, let's do the episode grade. Brendan, you went first last week, so I will go first this week. No surprise to anyone. This episode gets an A. It's a perfect oh, Gossip boy. Girl episode with tons of drama. Love an awkward Josh Schwartz holiday episode. Love a Gossip Girl Thanksgiving episode. Love the fa- flashbacks. I felt like I was watching a damn lost episode with all these flashbacks. I love each of the four individual stories. They were well done for the most part, even though Brendan thinks the acting was terrible. Um, and I love that the stories, when they overlapped in the present day timeline, I didn't even hate the adult storyline, and I love the ending montage, and I love that almost everyone got a happy ending. So those are all the things I loved about the episode, and for that reason, it's getting an A for me. Um, Kirsten, since you're the guest, do you want to go next, or do you want to go last? Do you, do you want to sandwich my bad grade, or do you want to I I think uh, that Brendan should go next. Yeah, so we could do a nice little okay. palate cleanser when Kirsten gets back to Excellent. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I tipped my hand earlier, but I do have to say... I enjoyed this quite a bit, but it is the first episode of the series that I did not genuinely like. It was more of a this might this might mark it where I start watching the show almost ironically, um, which I didn't think I was going to have to do. Uh, but I, I definitely, like I said before, laughed at points I shouldn't have laughed at because the show was just getting too over the top and soapy for what I thought the show was supposed to be. And um, I, I just I'm going to have to go with my lowest episode grade to date. And if it was going to be like a C minus uh, until 
I just gave up and started enjoying the ridiculousness of the episode, and I'll go. I'll go B minus. Wow, a full letter up. Yeah, like I, I did enjoy it. It was it was Man. a bad episode of television that I enjoyed. I mean, I'll take it. I was ready for you to give it like a, a D plus. I'm, a, I'm an easy as you've you've seen so far. I'm a pretty easy grader. All right, so Brendan gives it a B minus. I mean, gives this episode <laughs> exactly. a B I know. minus. Ridiculous. an easy grader. Okay. All right, Kirsten, let's bring some yeah. sanity back to this podcast. What do you give the episode? And now, <laughs> so the the thing is, is I have not watched season one of Gossip Girl as recently as you, Matthew. So I think that maybe that is coloring me a little bit. But I feel like this is firmly an A minus episode. That's fine. Like, it's a great episode, above average for sure, um, but there's, like, it could be a little bit better, so that's why I'm giving it an A-. Completely. Okay, so it's not your favorite overall. Completely fine. I, I I am very partial to the Thanksgiving episodes. They may all get an A from me, but that is They're so to be fun, and I, I don't want my A- to reflect as if I don't enjoy this episode. This episode is incredible, and I love it so much. I just feel like... No, it just means there's room to grow. Looking at it holistically from my full series view of this this show i feel like an a minus is fair but it wouldn't take much to talk me up well yeah listen you don't want to come on and give the very first episode you cover an a because then if you come on and for a better episode and you give that one an a then people are like who is this easy grader person she's just going to give everything an a yeah, well, you, people you don't need want to that. Know. That's the worst thing that could happen to you. First and foremost, people listening need to know that I'm a bitch, okay? <laughs> and so that's why I give this episode an A minus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's discuss who the MVP of the episode was. Um, I don't know. There wasn't like a real standout MVP for me. So I'm <laughs> just going to give it to Nate because he's been having a rough time and he could use the support. <laughs> yeah. <He>, <laughs> He stepped up to his parents again, handled himself pretty well amidst all That's the chaos, true. and you know he's been doing his best to get his family back on track. Also, I don't, I don't think I've given him one to yeah. MVP yet, so I, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, hopefully, okay. hopefully this will get him back to, to some good spirits. He's so brooding. The poor guy is so angsty. Um, am I going next? Yeah, Brendan, you can give the yeah. next one. Yeah, okay, okay, but I, I hadn't thought about this actually at all until we just started the segment. But uh, off the top of my head. I feel like I want to go Serena because if I can spend an entire episode being that drunk and everyone just is so happy for me. <laughs> that's a good point. I think, I think you know, I, I think that's a great way to be. It's a good point. So MVP for Serena for having a killer episode. That's a good one. She had a great time. Um, I'm going to I feel like this is going to be really controversial for both of you. I want to give my MVP to Lily Vanderwoodson. Okay. No, I and it. I want to do that for no, two like reasons. Her. First of all... Because it is hilarious when she tries to fake sick, but her room service <laughs> arrives too early. Like, that is hilarious. And second of all, when she says French fries and keep them coming. Yep. And that is yes. MVP territory to me. I almost yeah. gave it to Lily just for that line, but that that's a good call. I I, I had, and I had no qualms with her acting this episode, just so you guys know. Yeah, because you're Thank the God. acting she expert, not the Brendan. Whatever. <laughs> yes. Whatever. Grow up, Brendan. Well, you, you'll see in this next segment how expert expert I am. All right. Now. Also, wait, quick. Did you guys think I was going to vote Chuck for MVP? <laughs> he wasn't in the episode. If you had tried, he was I, mentioned. Like, yes, it he wasn't in the problem. episode. But on the bright side, he did not assault anyone because he was not in the episode. <laughs> yeah, so it's a really good episode for Chuck. No one got raped. <laughs> that that could have been a reason why he well, got MVP. But wait. That we know of. That's true. We just we don't, don't know what, what he was that doing. We, yeah, we don't know where he we was. Need, yeah, we need the Chuck flashback episode, episode to confirm. Right. 
Um, I don't think we do need that. No. Um, so LVP, I'm very nervous as to where Brendan's going to go, but I'm just going to give it to Allison. I, I can't resist. I, I think that she ruined the initial Thanksgiving by proclaiming herself a fool. Uh, she she got mad at Rufus and Lily, <laughs> even though she had no right to. She gave the ultimatum. Now we might not get to see any more Rufus and Lily storylines because of her. And uh, you know what? I just don't like her. So she's here in this episode. Yeah. I had to watch her be herself. So I'm giving her an LVP. She sucks for sure. Um, it's always going to be. I think it's always going to be the parents for the most part. In the I've show. been on a streak with uh, giving the parents the uh, the LVPs yeah. lately. I th- I think I had it between her and Nate's mom, which I, I, I don't even know her name honestly. Anne. Um, Anne, sure. I, I I hope I forget it again. <laughs> but cause she, I think she's my LVP. She's just she's again like we said earlier. She's so one note. She only she's robotic. She's scary. I, yeah. She's a, a true villain. LVP this, of the episode. LVP of the series so far. Yeah, definitely. All right, Kirsten. Yeah, I'm with Brendan. I think it's Anne, um, Nate's mom, who's the LVP. Like, her husband literally overdoses, and he's just like, and she's just like, ugh, all he had to do was wear a suit yeah. and not get arrested. And it's like, uh, ma'am, your husband's right. in the hospital. Yep. Double LVPs for Anne, as she deserves. Um, <laughs> so that's all for the segments, except for, of course, the classic Lonely Boys Theater that everyone loves. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. Kirsten, would yeah, you would you like to act with us in Lonely Boys Theater today? I would I would love to act with you in Lonely Boys Lonely Theater. Bo- I don't think I'm qualified, but I'd love to be here. Lonely Boys and Girl Theater. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, so let's do the scene with Rufus, Lily, and Allison. A quick little one, and uh. Let's let's quick little one. Where do we control effing here? Um. So if you're on the the wiki link that I sent to you, then I guess just mm-hmm. control F emotional affair, and it'll be the little blurb that comes <laughs> up. I already had that on my control V. <laughs> yeah, of course you. I'm did. always I'm always control effing emotional <laughs> affair. All right. Who, <laughs> who wants to be Allison? Who wants to be Lillian? Who wants to be Rufus? Assign me a role, baby. All right, Brendan. Who do you, I'll let you pick first. Who do you want to be? Um, I want to be Lily because I feel like I exude Lily energy. Oh, oh do you? Why? Because I, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I would like to love myself as much as Brendan <laughs> loves him. All right, Kirsten. Do you want to be <laughs> Allison or Rufus? I mean, I uh, you you pick who you want to be, and I'll just take whoever's left. All right. Um, hmm, this is tough. I think we should give her Rufus because I think she would do a good uh, male impression. I, I want to hear her like do like a nice deep voice. Like a, oh, unlike yeah. me, who would probably I've, I've unlike me who would do a terrible impression of a man. Um, all right, I'll be I'll be <laughs> Allison and Kirsten will be Rufus. A real a real role reversal. You know, you wouldn't expect the uh, the the two men to play the women and the and the one woman to play the man. But that's just what you're going to get here. Perfect. We really subvert expectations. Perfect. All right, I'll start it off as Allison. Whew. An emotional affair is just as bad as a physical one. Oh, please. Nobody is buying that. Emotional affairs are necessary to keep a marriage alive. And how many times have you been divorced? Allison, this is not about Lily. This is about you and me. (laughs) Exactly. And if we're going to have any chance, then she can't be here. What, for Thanksgiving? Or ever? Oh, you can't be serious. I am. Look, I've made mistakes and I know that. But if she's in your life, you're never going to get over her. Allison. This is it, Rufus, okay? If you want to make this work, then you have to make a choice. Pick me, pick me. Woo! 
pick me, love me, choose me. (laughs) Oh my god, the the reviews are in. Best scene yet. Very good job, Carson. Thank you for thank you for joining us on that. The voice on that was honestly. Honestly, you are quite the actor, I must say. I honestly am just appreciative of the opportunity. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And now, I, th- I guess the only thing we have left is to uh, to plug our shit. Yeah. And we could maybe get this under two hours if we do this right. Oh, we will. <laughs> maybe. Um, Kirsten, I know that you are also a prolific podcaster and Twitch streamer and all of that stuff. So do you, do you have anything you would like to plug? Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, people can follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What. I have a weekly BoJack Horseman rewatch podcast over on BoJack Horse Pod, where Maddie has joined us a couple of times already. And there are uh, many seasons of Riverdale content over on Kowski Cast. That is cow with a K. That's nice. A- I love it. I can... I've said this many times on this own po- on this very podcast that BoJack Horsepod is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. You it have. is truly a delight. Um, so everyone should definitely listen to that, and among all the other podcasts, Kirsten does as well. Um, Thanks, great content out there from Kirsten. Brendan. I haven't listened to any of it, but I just from everything I've heard from Kirsten, <laughs> I'm sure everything she does nap, is great. At least. Uh, just for now, that's what I mean. Just on, I haven't heard your own shows, but when I finally do a BoJack rewatch, I'll make sure I go episode by episode with your show. Oh, yay. Yes. Brendan, you need to listen. You, yes, you love BoJack, and you'll love this podcast. Uh, Brendan, yep, what absolutely. do you have to plug? Hoppy Boys, probably? Uh, I have to plug the... Oh, come on. Sorry. There's a Sarah <laughs> on the Azura seats. Uh, well, I'll first I'll plug our show. Good. And this one's pretty good. It's getting better. We get, we're getting some great guests out here. Uh, Kagan won't tell me who the guests are until the episode prior. So that, that I will tell edge. you. You want to be surprised. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I will plug the Happy Boys podcast. We're having some great guests on. We're going to have Kurtz McGinnis on in the future. Um, look oh, out for that oh. episode. Um, also, I think we're having a, a, a Lita Brillman on in the future. Oh, yeah. That's right. Um, she, I'm just trying to get all your, she had, all your friends had a on pitch. my show. Lita had a pitch for the Happy Boys podcast. Future friend yeah. of this podcast, Lita Brillman. She's already we're, a we're also starting to. Yeah, that's true. Friend of mine. Um, for me, I will be recording an episode of NGOG with Ali and Akiva tomorrow. So by the oh time uh, this comes out, it will be you know four or five weeks old. So you can definitely listen to me on there. Although I did already mention this on last week's podcast, but still a double plug. Not nothing wrong with that. Um, It'll always be there. I think that's it, except for oh, Kirsten, have you ever seen a show called Never Have I Ever? I'm a huge fan of Never Have I Ever. I love it so much. Every time you're like, oh, maybe it'll get renewed for season three. I keep being like, it's already <laughs> renewed. And it's just because of the timeline of recording this podcast. Um, Never Have I Ever is so funny. If anyone has not watched it yet, you're an idiot. Like, what are you, stupid? Um, and, you gotta watch uh, it. Chappelle and Sasha Joseph do a yep. really great job recapping it over on Silent Podcast. And I've been told eventually I will get to guest on a season two episode, but I do not know which one. So stay I tuned. I am holding. I mean, yeah, there's only 10 episodes, I think. So I, I'm not I, I, I'm sure I won't be invited to be a guest. But do you want me to I bring just... you with me and I'll be like, I'll only come on if Matt wow. Gagan can come on. Listen, you don't have to. But I, I would will. I would love I would love to do that. But yeah, well, I'll do, hold them hostage. <laughs> um. But yeah, so I, I told myself I was just going to keep plugging Never Have I Ever until Brendan eventually watches it, and he you still has made no effort to, to watch it. absolutely should so watch gonna... it, Brendan. It is so good. I will. I do need a new show. I just finished my rewatch of New Girl, so I'm, I'm ready for something new. 
There you go. Uh, but wait, have you watched Mindy Project? Uh, I think I watched the pilot when it came out, and I never continued. <sighs> what? It's on my list. <laughs> A big sigh. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's on Mindy my list. Mindy Project yeah, is so mm. funny. Mindy Project is like one of my yeah. favorite sitcoms for sure. I, I, it's one of my best friend's favorite shows of all time, so I should wow. do her the service. Gina Dorso, good friend of the show. Oh, I but love Gina. She's yeah, it's her favorite show of all time. too now after hearing that. <laughs> Perfect. Um... So, yes, watch Never Have I Ever, watch The Mindy Project, uh, follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24, follow Brendan at Ruppy Puppy, follow his other podcast, The Hoppy Boys, at The Hoppy Boys Pod. Am I getting that right, Brendan? You ask every time and you, get, you nail it every time. The Hoppy Boys Pod. I don't know why I think I'm always wrong. Uh, follow Kirsten, of course, at Kirsten Said What? And uh, that's all of our Twitter handles, so you can <laughs> join... You can now... Now that you have finished listening to this episode of this podcast, you can wait oh, a long wow. week and you can come back and you can join us again for next week's episode where we'll break down season one, episode 10, High Society. But until then, you know you love us. XOXO, Lonely, Lonely Boys. boys.